Hey there, this is the usual uh, pre-roll Patreon announcement and plug, but uh, also this is an announcement. So uh, as some of you may know, if you back us by going to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv, uh, about once a quarter, we put out a poll to let you decide which game we should play. Now, this winter's poll is about action-adventure games. So if you back us, again, that's patreon.com slash duckfeedtv, you can help us decide which of these games to play. Bastion, Enslaved Journey to the West, God of War, or Legacy of Cain, Soul Reaver. Now, the deadline for this is shortly after the next episode comes out. It'll be uh, January the 8th. So be sure to uh, go ahead and back us and uh, vote for uh, your favorite of those. And uh, we just really look forward to having you help us choose because all of those sound pretty good. Uh, Once again, that is patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. Come on, come on. I've only got three shots left. Looks like this is it, the last stand, the final hurrah, the big hard one. If anyone's looking out for me, now's the time. Okay, I've got to make this count. Here goes. What, what in God's name? Who, who are you? I'm your best friend, kid. Oh, hey. Guess today's my lucky day. I thought I was done for. How can I say thanks? Well, you got anything else to do? Uh, well, I mean, I was just going to look around this vault here. All right. Uh, uh, I'm game. Yeah. Well, I mean, so I'm, I'm kind of more of a go-it-alone guy. I guess when I was talking about... Oh, well, go- no, I just thought that because I saved your life. Uh, no, it's, uh, you know, I tell you, it's, it's fine, man. I just like... So you're going that way, or yeah, uh, yeah. I just wait. Uh, well, here's the thing. I got this book. I'm doing research on, and it's really a private kind of thing. It's oh, just you're a writer. And, wow. Well, not, not exactly. Like I'm just Man. helping somebody. Yeah, but, I'm a writer too. Uh, oh, you should really check out my manuscript. I've got it. Uh, it's, it's it's right here somewhere. It's good to have a trade. I just yeah. I don't. No, it's a, no. Seriously, it's a it's a post post apocalyptic story. Uh, see, there was a. a like a, you're talking about like a, another apocalypse exactly see so okay. like what are people really like when the when the chips are down you know again uh, uh yeah. chips are down now I, you're, so, you're gonna love it here let I'm, me try and grab it for you um, i'm kind of busy I, I don't know if i can really really read this things have, listen it's not you just things have been really crazy and i'm headed to meet some friends and i just i have to get going i'm late huh, oh okay uh what are their names I, what are their names i i with all due respect, it's not. That's kind of not your business, man. I, I just, I, I, you haven't even told me your name. You don't know mine. Mm, um, we're yeah, just, yeah, no, yeah. okay. Well, I'll just uh, let me see here. Three mutants. Hey, do you wanna, do you wanna split a box of cram? Like we can, we can go have these. Dude, more of a sugar bombs guy. I, I don't know. I, listen, I've, I've got to get going. Actually, shit, you're not gonna believe this. Can you, can you like uh, float me a few caps? I'm, I'm uh, totally I good for it. Uh, well, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I don't. I don't know, man. We we just met, and I I feel weird lending you money. So okay. So here here here's the thing. All right, you look like the kind of guy who's got like this really like like a like an extra wide like twin bed. You know. Like, I, yeah, it's it's pretty nice, I, and 
but yeah, cool. Well, no, I'm, su- I'm, like I'm really, I'm, I'm, I'm really good to hear that. No, definitely head to toe. But uh, I'm kind of between chicks right now. Uh, oh, I could use a, I could use a place to crash, like I... just for like a week, two week stops. Okay, okay. All right, yeah, my place is right through this door here. Oh, right here. Now you're talking yeah, about it's, language. It's, it's convenient. Oh, yeah, man, just I do not like effort. Yeah, just, yeah. Uh, well, no, it's okay. Just step on in. Right through here? Oh, yeah, cool, yep, okay. so my place is, is... I can't say you're really doing me a solid... Yeah, my place is right at the bottom of this elevator shaft here. <sighs> this is worth it. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a retro game podcast. Yes, and this week we are talking about Fallout 3, which is a first-person role-playing game developed and published by Bethesda for the PC, Xbox 360, and the PlayStation 3 in 2008. And it's a big one. Yeah. It's our, it's our winter WRPG, mm-hmm. uh, which means we're breaking our coverage into three episodes and one extra episode. This uh, first episode you're hearing this week will be all about the main plot and kind of generalities. The second one will be all about side quests. And the third one will be a first uh, for mm-hmm. the show where we're covering the DLCs. Yes, because each of them is uh, pretty interesting, if not yeah. entirely successful. Yeah, there, there are several of them that are just stupid. <laughs> but, uh, it's <laughs> you know, they're they're neat. It's mm-hmm. worth covering. Yeah. There's, yeah. A, there's at least a story. There's stuff to talk about. Uh, but yeah. there's plenty to talk about in uh, who in the main game, because uh, this is uh, this. Like, like we said, this is pretty big. Uh, you're mm-hmm. playing as this vault dweller wandering the capital wasteland. This is uh, the ruins of Washington, D.C. and uh, the surrounding areas. Mm-hmm. And this is the first entry in the series that is updated to be 3D. Um, we covered the first two games in the series and then also Tactics, uh, which were both, or we didn't cover Tactics. No, but no. The first two and then Tactics are also isometric mm-hmm. um, 2D games. And this one is actually a 3D game. Yep. And... Um, so that is in real time, largely. <laughs> Much to the chagrin of folks. Yes. Yeah. So this is, it's going to be, this is going to be an interesting episode where I do the thing where I kind of skirt the line between trying not to sound all no, no mutants allowed <laughs> about, about things mm-hmm. while simultaneously having a lot of problems with Fallout 3 as compared to previous entries. Right. But, you know, in spoiler, like, this is still a great game. I still enjoy playing it. But, like, yeah, I still had an amazing time going back yeah, to it's, this. It's still really, it's still really fun. It's mm-hmm. just like, like I, I do have, I do have that feeling of like, you sir are no Fallout Two. Um, like, <laughs> well, Gary, what can be? Well, you know, I mean, Fallout, aside from New Vegas, yeah, New Vegas Fallout yeah. One. Yeah. <laughs> um, so That's... this is, the, and the reason being, right? So that is that this is a modern Bethesda game, mm-hmm. right? So last year we did Morrowind, and Morrowind is kind of like pre-event Horizon Bethesda, like. This is the the Bethesda template. Yes, you know? this is Bethesda as defined by Oblivion. 
Yes. They, they, um, which they is, finally have the compute resources to kind of deliver on what they've been promising to a certain extent with some degree of fidelity. Yes. And this is this is the Bethesda that uh, extended to Skyrim and mm-hmm. extended to Fallout 4, which like I'm knee deep in right now. Um, so it is it is kind of amazing to I can't it's hard for me to think of a company other than <laughs> I guess uh, well, I mean, even from has a bunch of different series that is this consistent with what they do. <laughs> like this is Bethesda. Right. Like, yep. Yeah. Like this is Bethesda and it's just boy, do you know, a Bethesda game when you play it, mm-hmm. um, the kind of the, the broad loop of, of this game is, is you kind of move from settlement to settlement and you're doing side quests for people and progressing the main story and these little side story, stories as you go mm-hmm. and uh, and exploring. Which yeah. is the other really big kind of part of the game. Yeah. And like the the exploring in this is, I think, m- maybe some of the best they've done in uh, in terms of like what I've played from them. Mm-hmm. Like this is the like the, the there there are elements of dungeon crawling in this. Like too. huge like, elements of yeah. dungeon crawling. Like it is that's what a lot of the, the areas feel like. Yeah. Like you've yeah. got these abandoned buildings and uh, they've got these hostile forces inside and you're kind of looting in order to survive, in order to you know to press forward. Um and it has a little bit of that you're looking for dinguses on a shelf that like Morrowind has. But I think that the idea that like scavenging is your primary verb here makes this feel very successful to me like this is to an extent you know as far as a game can go towards being a privation and survival simulator as you can go without having like an explicit hunger and thirst meter i think it starts that way mm-hmm. um i think that it, it gives that up pretty quick but like we'll we'll talk about that as, and that's kind of a general bethesda thing too where like yeah. you pass the event horizon from which like resources have no meaning mm-hmm. um fairly quickly in, in all of these games, and it could just be the way that I end up playing, but like, you know, I, I, I pass the, the, 70 stim packs in reserve <laughs> it's, meter fairly quickly it's funny i don't know if it's the way that i built or what but i felt i was i was actually surprised i was watching for that to happen and mm-hmm. it kind of didn't for me like i've kind of always been like riding the line of about mm, about 10 stim packs in reserve and maybe about 150 caps without wow. scavenging stuff together to like put it together and i was like rushing a little bit too to beat stuff for the game yeah. but like i felt like i was kind of always riding a little bit of a curve and also i was playing as a cam addict this time Okay. So I was being very uh that like uh, th- that provided more motivation to like scrounge, I think. Yeah. I will I will usually take I will, I try not to I try to use my resources in these mm-hmm. games like I you know made that since I realized like I have more than anyone can ever use near the end. I I will take uh, take chems and stuff, but I something about the way that I end up playing Bethesda games and I'd be really curious to see what that difference is and mm-hmm. how we play because that's when the the games are at their best for me is when you know you are hungry like kind of in the beginning. Yeah. Um but I just even in in New Vegas which introduced that explicit survival mode. Mm-hmm. Um that lasts for like 3 hours. Oh wow. And then and then I'm out and I'm just like, everything's fine. That's weird because uh, usually I'm uh, of the two of us. I'm the one who's more like gung ho about optimizing resources and stuff like that. Yeah. There's just something about, and to be fair, like this is these games, you know, fallout three and new Vegas are some of the most, you know, hours I put into any game. So it's, it's probably <laughs> something I've just spent a lot of time and just yeah. been able to optimize yeah. um, quite a bit. Um, this area. So part of that is, is informed by you have to scavenge and you have a lot of opportunity to, because the capital wasteland is huge. Um, and, <laughs> kind of diverse a little bit not um, as diverse as it as it not could as, be not as diverse quite as as new vegas or as fallout 4 ends up being mm-hmm. um but still kind of diverse um so there are some kind of mountainous areas and there are lots of little tiny towns mm-hmm. um and then there's one huge crowded city which is really <laughs> just a, a framework for subways 
Yep. Um, the actual capital wasteland is one of my biggest disappointments in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I find it pretty kind of kind of shitty. So um, it's it's like a big emptiness simulator. <laughs> And uh, well, I, I like the emptiness when you're outside of a city. Oh, like, oh when, yeah. When you're but, in the, oh, the main okay. wasteland, it makes tons of sense. But like the emptiness in actual Washington DC, like okay, there we go. Yeah, before the... like it's <laughs> it's not like that. It's no. not it's not that empty. Yeah. Okay. There, there we go. You said capital yeah. wasteland, and you're you're more talking about like oh, yeah, the, the, no. the downtown section proper. That's, yeah, like that's what I anything yeah. any, anything west of the Potomac is really good in this game. I think. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And and that even goes down to like the quest stuff too. Mm-hmm. Like most of the stuff you actually do in the city is pretty dumb. Yeah, um, well, it's not, go to yeah. place and kill kill super mutants. Yeah, and it, and it's just it's so many goddamn tunnels, like so many subways, <laughs> um, which are just sewer levels. Like, <laughs> let's not. And per per kind of minute, there are more sewer levels in this game than anything we've played. Yes, like they are sewer levels. This is the most sewer level per minute of any game and any bethesda game mm-hmm. like there are there are more sewer levels here than you know even if like whatever the equivalent would be in in skyrim or what have you right um there are so many sewers well, skyrim here. gives you like fucking dungeons to go through yeah and they're they're literal dungeons yeah as opposed so, to so, just, but there's a sewer yeah. component to that but yeah <sighs> yeah so so those enemies we're talking about um so the the wasteland is kind of teaming your your opposition is is mostly raiders mm-hmm. um mutants uh so super mutants and ghouls you know kind of both in that category and then kind of the wildlife mm-hmm. of this area that will attack you on site when, with a couple of exceptions yeah and uh combat is like when you're fighting them it's like an fps but you have help <laughs> because they wanted to have kind of a a nod to the turn-based nature of the series with this VAT system, which is the, the vault tech assisted targeting system and uh, allows you to kind of pause and target specific body parts. Yeah. And so this is a nod to like, if you took, what is it like the sharpshooter perk in, uh, in one or two where you can actually call out different so you could, targets. You could always do that in one and two. If you took a certain perk, you couldn't, oh. uh, but you could always aim for specific shots. Okay. Really specific body parts in one and two. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. That, 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 uh, yeah. But this is this is kind of a nod to that, and it will show you um, uh, the percentage chance to hit on these different uh, kind of things. Uh, so mm-hmm. it allows you to uh, it allows you to kind of conserve your resources even that way too. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And you can, you can aim for specific body parts and it'll have different kinds of effects, uh, which yep. is one of the biggest things you can do. Um, you know, so when these games kind of come alive for me combat wise, and, and this thing I've been having fun with in four is in like batting above your weight class. Like mm-hmm. if you go fight things that you shouldn't be fighting yet, um, is the most fun that I have in these games. And this is how you can do it. Because if you're fighting a group of super mutants, very low level, you know, shoot the weapons out of their hands, yeah. you know, cripple, cripple their legs and um, have them like crawl at you, you know, so you can <laughs> kind of back away and drop mines, things like that. So yeah. you can, you can do a surprising amount of, of, like if if you're resourceful, you can do really really well well before you're supposed to. Yeah, it's it's literally the way that the David and Goliath story shook out without the foreskins. Like, yes, <laughs> yeah, very few foreskins in this game. Yeah, right? very very few, and even like different kinds of enemies. I like this too. Like robots have combat inhibitors, turrets have uh, targeting chips, um, uh, insects have antennae that uh, you can hit and cause them to frenzy. So you can really affect behavior and swing the battle by getting mm-hmm. a lucky shot off. And I really enjoy that kind of side of this. Yeah. Um, you have, this is, uh, this applies to yourself as well. Um, you have these different health systems. You have an overall health, but then also health on your limb, Mm -hmm. various limbs. And if those limbs get reduced, then they become crippled and, uh, your, your, your abilities are diminished. So either Mm -hmm. you'll limp or I don't know if anything happens with your arms. I think that it reduces your accuracy. Accuracy. That would make sense, but I never really noticed it. Um, they almost never got broken. I break my legs and my head. My arms are pretty much safe. Yeah. The arms would just be collateral damage in a mine. 
um, yeah, attack. Exactly. Uh, you can step on so many mines in this game. <laughs> yep. Like well, mines the... are no problem. Fuck you, Princess Di. <laughs> Landmines are not an issue. <laughs> well, when they like, beep, when they, when yeah. they beep and they're visible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, even uh, just just the fact that you can survive multiple landmines, mm-hmm. like. You know, oh, yeah. I, I broke a leg. That's no problem. I'm just going to yeah. jam a stim pack in there. And... <laughs> no, landmines are actually one of your best sources of currency. Really, currency and and offense. Like yeah. they're they're really powerful. Yeah, you can you know just uh, lay traps as you as you run away. Um, yeah. I I like what happens when you get uh, when you get uh, brain injured, <laughs> mm-hmm. which is just occasionally you get a ringing in your head and like the uh, the the vision will blur. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. So so this is just uh, another way for you to keep track of the of the ways that you're being affected by being out in the wasteland uh, on top of this whole radiation system, which I it really stuck out to me a lot this time is that there's this kind of trade off between overall health, your HP score and your radiation, because most of your sources of healing that aren't stim packs or resting actually increase your radiation. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you know food, this food is irradiated. Yes. So um, and why, food and water. Gary? Why is there still fresh food here twenty or two hundred years after the apocalypse? It's not fresh. It's, it's preserved. <laughs> yep. It's like that's one of the. I, at some point, I have an essay in me about uh, food in games because, mm-hmm. like, looking at like the food in Fallout or the food in Dishonored mm-hmm. or like the the food in in Bioshock or something like that. Like, just the 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 ambient food in these worlds is really interesting <laughs> to me. Yeah. And like sometimes it you know it's sort of like so in Fallout like it says something about the game world. Like all of this stuff is weird fifties prefab mm-hmm. preservative laden treats. And then like in Dishonored, it says something about uh, like the class system where like. Yeah. You go to the, um, you know, high society and they have fresh food and you go to like the, the slums and it's like all cream deal and like, <laughs> you know, canned whale slurry and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's disgusting. Um, yeah, but like ambient food in, in game world is really interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so that's why it's, there's no fresh food. Yeah, I was it's being just, facetious. Uh, yeah, no, I know. I'm just it's uh, it just it, there's an interesting answer to your facetious mm-hmm. question. Like, um, yeah. The uh, the radiation trade off thing I think works pretty well here, mm-hmm. um, and just because I'm in the weeds with it, I'll end up calling it out a lot. Have you um, have you played Fallout Four yet? Uh, no, I ended up playing this instead of Fallout Four, but that is kind of next on my like big AAA games list. Um, I, I like, hope to get to it over the over the New Year's break. I like what they did with radiation more in Four. Cool. Um, in Four, radiation affects your max health. Oh, so it wow. actually is. It's still that trade off, but it's more it's consequential. More, it's more direct. Yeah, it's it's direct and makes because like being minor minorly irradiated, so it kind of affects your stats in this game. Mm-hmm. But uh, one, like you get past that power curve and it becomes trivial to get rid of it. Um, but two, it's not a it doesn't have a, like a immediate kind of dire impact on you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, being a little bit irradiated is usually fine. Yeah, <laughs> for 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 quite <laughs> you, a while. You like, just it's not get the sense that this is how everybody exists. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Eventually, you'll die. Mm-hmm. From it, um, so, you, so you use these different chems to kind of get rid of that. But uh, for the chems that are not healing chems, so the radiation mm-hmm. ones don't, um, the kind of buff chems, there's a chance of addiction. Yeah, um, which affects. Your stats. <laughs> and this is something that I that, that I kind of learned in New Vegas uh, once I got the survival mode bug, which mm-hmm. is that makes everything that you find to pick up more consequential. Um, is actually to pick a chem to be addicted to, be it alcohol or something else, so that it gives you something else to look for and collect, and a yeah. reason to you know really pay attention uh, to the to the world around around you yeah the, the kind of i i will always pick up chem like always look for and collect chems because they have no weight mm-hmm. same thing with ammo so that's like just my metric for this is like oh i can always trade for ammo i can always trade for chems because they have no weight mm-hmm. so they may as well be uh be currency yeah um so the, the still uh your weight among other things is, is kind of determined or your weight limit mm-hmm. is determined by your special 
uh, scores. So again, that's a, a holdover from the GURPS system <laughs> and skills. Um, special are all your stats, which, you know, strength, perception, endurance, etc. And uh, these are kind of your base base skill levels and then your chances of success at certain tasks. Uh, mm-hmm. As well as uh, gatekeeping certain perks. Yeah. Um, so perks are just kind of special abilities that you get on level ups. Yeah. And your skills, you have a lot of control over these because every level up, you get a certain number of uh, kind of points to put into them uh, mm-hmm. from zero to 100 that, uh, again, determine whether or not you can perform certain tasks or your your uh, kind of like chance of success when you attempt them. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you have weapon skills, which are how good you are at combat with small guns, big guns, energy weapons, explosives, <laughs> melee, and unarmed. Which uh, which weapon skill did you take this time? Let's uh, yeah, let's do our character builds kind of at the end. Okay, let's talk about uh, kind of how we play through the game because that'll mm-hmm. kind of color both of our experiences. Yes, it will. Um, yeah. yeah, but that's a that's a big one. You want to pick uh, you want to pick one at the start usually mm-hmm. um, to tag, which is something you do at uh, character creation, um, and then usually you'll have enough points to to take a second as you yeah. go. Yeah, and and similar to the old you know older games like small guns is still your best choice. Yeah, um, you know it, it kept that that imbalance later games and then uh, you know even in New Vegas I feel like they did, made an effort to make other choices more viable mm-hmm. um and this one like small guns is your easy mode yeah um followed probably by by melee mm-hmm. weapons just given uh how long it takes to get big guns and energy weapons yeah especially the ammo for them yeah yeah for sure uh you have kind of a what i've grouped here under survival skills uh repair mm-hmm. you know medical and, and and sneak um i like the repair system in this game a lot so do i actually like i think it's one of the few times that um like i don't ever feel like i'm psyched for like a weapon durability system mm-hmm. so i'm not i'm not super psyched by it but i like how quick it is yeah i like how you can with only a few points you can do something and i like how it ends up increase you know helping with like weight limit stuff mm-hmm. like you just you know oh i'm just going to combine all these assault rifles into mm-hmm. one good assault rifle yeah and then sell that for more money yeah and um, it increases the efficacy of the yeah. of, of of the weapon too if you're intending to use it and I, I i love that bethesda has kind of just has been working towards designing a machine to make it feel good to pick stuff up that doesn't rely on um kind of names and numbers like diablo does like if yeah. i'm running around with a chinese assault rifle i'm gonna be i'm still going to be excited when i find a chinese assault rifle because i can harvest it for parts yeah totally <laughs> you know yeah. it, it's you know it's it's still not it's like it, it just it does it makes it it's super painless. Yeah, like and, super painless and and fun to pick things up other than just selling them. Mm-hmm. And also, since so much of this game is about like I think that's a good comparison. Like in comparison, uh, comparing it favorably to Diablo because it is still like a picking stuff up simulator. Mm-hmm. But I get so bummed out like picking <laughs> up a weapon where it's like, uh, you know, ashen, crusty, damp. You know, the same thing we're talking <laughs> about with Bloodborne, Bloodborne with the gems. Mm-hmm. You know, like just a series of adjectives on a weapon kind of bums me out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that is, uh, that is definitely good. I think it's ameliorated too. Like I'm never psyched about a durability system, uh, except here it works because the durability goes down really, really slowly. Yeah. For um, the most part, like yeah. a couple of things, you know, there are a couple of exceptions to that, but yeah, yeah. yeah for the most part, it, it's, it's pretty, pretty lenient. Mm-hmm. It's not like system shock to you. <laughs> I, I love so. that my, that, that my, that my hat that gives me extra speech skills, um, mm-hmm. deteriorates and eventually loses its bonus because nobody wants to trust somebody with a shabby hat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just as your hair is poking through. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, medical just kind of improves the, 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 the efficacy of stem packs, which is kind of boring a little bit. And then sneak, what do you think of the stealth system in this game, Gary? Um, I, I usually will sneak around. Mm-hmm. Um, like I tend, I tend to sneak. I think it's fine. 
Um, you know, you're not, it's not a stealth game, so you're not right. given a wide toolbox for stealth. Um, but if you're playing any kind of sniper, um, or sniping character, mm-hmm. it's worth it. Like the bonuses you get for sneak attacks are really significant. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is it, it still like, like the oblivion style, like times six times 12 kind of shit? Um, I think it's just times two, mm. no matter what. Um, so yeah, you can't put like the additional sneak skill just decreases your chance of being seen. Mm-hmm. The other thing that happens, and again, I, there's some, some kind of, and I'm not trying to describe any elite gamer status to me, but every, <laughs> you know, every resource becomes totally trivial to me in these games. Mm-hmm. So at some point I just had enough stealth boys to where it didn't matter. Oh yeah. Like I think the end of the game was something like 27 stealth boys or something <laughs> yeah. like that. And it's one of the rarest things in the wasteland. Yep. So anytime I wanted to be invisible for a couple of minutes, I could be invisible for a couple of minutes and it <laughs> didn't matter that much. I wish that there were, that it was possible to become addicted to them. Actually, oh, yeah. like well, it's the so dark weird ones, the way yeah. they're treated like like drugs, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, until like that's so weird because the the dark ones, uh, they, they became that became like a drug in New Vegas, but mm-hmm. three is the first one that treated them like a drug as opposed yeah. to a machine. <laughs> so it's a very strange kind of thing there. But yeah. the stealth system, I think, is is fine. Yeah. Um, it doesn't. Uh, you know, it's not a good stealth game. You shouldn't play it as a stealth game. No, but it's it's just weird as like you know the the idea of like a viable build. I felt like uh, I felt like it was. Mm, more satisfying to make a stealth build in, in one and two, actually, because yeah. because there's something about the turn based kind of top down nature that makes it kind of easier to to think about it like a stealth game for me. And to but, see, see your surroundings, you have more information and the yeah, like. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I still think it's I still think it works. Um, it's just not the, the focus. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then you also have um, these kind of uh, social skills. Um, so speech and bartering. Mm-hmm. Uh, so speech, those are all just specifically speech checks. Yeah. Um, like a percentage know, so like, kind of thing. You'll see next to certain dialogue options, like a percentage chance. Yep. And, uh, there's almost never there. Are, I couldn't find a penalty for failing one of these. So it's no. worth a shot, even if you only have a couple of points mm-hmm. and they're, they can let you skip entire like quests. Oh yeah. They're really significant in this game in a way that they're you know, haven't been in the series to this degree. I feel like mm-hmm. there are literal times where someone's like, Hey, go do this thing for me. And you're like, I'd rather not. And then they're like, okay. And then you just get all the experience for doing it um, <laughs> yeah. and just bypasses it. Um, I didn't do that during this playthrough because I wanted to ex- do the quest yeah. um, for the show. But like, it's kind of, it's kind of significant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm kind of bummed out by the way that uh, th- that this game, the three specifically handles speech checks as compared to, uh, as compared to new Vegas. Um, yeah, the, I guess you could have, you know, other than other than speech, like other stats could allow you to do things. You can intimidate people. You could just say, like, hey, I'm really good at medicine. Like, <laughs> I, I know the answer to this. And that happens like a little bit here. Like you will see like, oh, you've passed a certain threshold mm-hmm. uh, for this. And in New Vegas, like it's a threshold kind of system there, too, where you can see the option. But it's like, you know, r- r- red, like you can't actually take it. Like mm-hmm. anytime you introduce that you have a certain percent to pass or fail, what it does it just saves coming. And, yeah, just like yeah. The, the optimizer in me says, oh, there's candy behind that. So yeah. I'm going to do what I can to get the candy. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely better. I think it's better to just have a flat rate. Yeah. It also rewards, like, it feels less arbitrary to build towards it. Mm-hmm. Like, in, in Fallout 3, if you build towards speech, all you're doing is getting a better chance at these things. Yeah. Um, you know, it, whereas there are actually options that wouldn't be open to you otherwise. So, like, yeah. playing a talkie character feels more significant in in New Vegas. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always been a percentage in, in the earlier games, too, but everything yeah. was a percentage then because it's a tabletop game. Right. You know, so Fallout 1 and 2 feel like tabletop games, and mm-hmm. this this is doesn't at all it's just like a weird holdout or holdover yeah, yeah exactly it feels like it doesn't it's a system that doesn't match really and then bartering is really boring it just yeah just a passive skill and yeah. caps are like you're never for want of caps yeah, yeah, yeah never put points in the bartering yeah 
Uh, and then uh, these kind of things that you have on here is progress skills, which are essentially just like open things. Yeah. Um, science and lockpicking. Yeah. So I dig these. These are both really good mini games. I think. Uh, what do you think of lockpicking? Um, I think out of the two, I think lockpicking is weaker. Yep. Um, it's fine because it goes relatively quick, but I, I think I like the New Vegas one, or not New Vegas, uh, the Oblivion one a little bit better because it's Oh, wow. I hate, <laughs> I hate the Oblivion really? one. Yeah. I can. I just like it because I can do it faster. Oh, yeah. Like this one is like at some point I just get sick of doing it. Yeah. Um, uh, so, so let's describe it. You have, uh, you have left stick and right stick. Um, yep. and, uh, you're moving, uh, kind of one, one pick and, and another kind of at different angles. You're and moving so you a have screwdriver to, and, a, and a bobby pin. Yeah. So you, so you yeah. set the angle, the screwdriver, and then the bobby pin, um, you have to, uh, kind of wiggle and move. And if you're not in the right position, uh, it's kind of using the timing or the pressure that you're applying to it to determine whether or not it breaks. So you're kind yes. of, you know, finessing it and trying to, trying to figure out where the lock will rotate more until it makes the full rotation and opens up. I dig that more because it's a, it's it's a kind of precision I can wrap my mind around as mm-hmm. opposed to the oblivion one which is more about timing which I am terrible at. Yeah, I think it just it just became like once I had the timing one down it was literally just being able to finish it faster. Yeah. It's also I found in this game like for all of my, you know, resources that I had um it's like getting bobby pins can surprisingly be kind of hard to do. Yeah, I would always in buy them when like, I saw them. Yeah, like if you buy them, like if you see them, buy them because they're <laughs> they're rare to find in the wild. And um, the kind of the way that it, lock picking is like, even though it's skill based, but it's also gated by your the the, the skill points you put into it. Mm-hmm. So it's skill based, like mechanically skill based, but also gated like, oh, I can't even try that lock; it's too hard. Like, yeah, was kind of. I wish that if you know if you were really good at it, the game you could kind of bypass that. Mm-hmm. Um, what, if it just made the it, made the window narrower. Yeah, like, like you even, could burn you know, more resources if you wanted to. Totally. And you could still kind of bypass it because it ends up making, you know, some of the the really later kind of lockpick things like a little bit frustrating. Like again, yeah. that, there's candy behind there thing where you feel like, well, I'm I'm just not spec for this. I'm just never going to get it. <laughs> yeah. um, I always spec for lockpick, but if uh if you weren't, I could see it being frustrating. Mm-hmm. Um the hacking minigame I like more. Yeah. Um just because I think it's a like a, a good game on its own. It, it like appeals <laughs> to the junior jumble like kind of side of me. Like <laughs> yeah. it feels like a like a game you have on the back you side of the it. Come on. <laughs> exactly. Do the junior jumble. Yeah. Um <laughs> Yeah, no, I, and I'm really happy that it doesn't look like they changed the hacking in Fallout 4 because no, that. it's exactly the same. Yeah, <laughs> yep, because they knew they they knew they had a winner. Leave well it's, enough it's, alone. It's really a winner. Like it, it doesn't emulate hacking in any way. No, but it it, it is really fun. And yeah. the so without having, I didn't see. So the secret. So hacking, um, you're presented with like gobbledygook, like matrix code and stuff. Like, like j- junk text, yeah. Yeah, with um, but with words in there, and you have to guess the word. And when you click on one word, it tells you how many of the letters you have right. Mm-hmm. Um, letters and positions um, you have right. And then based on that, you guess the next word and just try to spiral towards it. Mm-hmm. Um, what's really cool about this, like one, that's that's a fun game anyway. Like I <laughs> right. play that as yeah. a game. So, so you uh, always hit the like the opening gambit, find a word with ang at the end and see if you get three. The, or, yeah, the most or the most common, like <laughs> yeah. the, the words that have the most thing. Like you have like booked, looked and like shooked and then like a bunch of other things. Like you definitely pick the thing with two O's, you know. Mm-hmm. Um and then uh, you just kind of get towards it. There's so little consequence because you can quit at any time. Like you only right. have four chances, but you just stop and retry. It yeah. doesn't matter. And you can and, and you can the world get freezes chance. when you do it. The world freezes when you do it, and yeah. you can um, <laughs> you get four chances, but you can get more just by finding closed brackets. 
that's what I was going to say is I found that without anyone telling me, like when I mm-hmm. first played this and it was amazing. Oh yeah. I was like, Oh, why is that high? Oh shit. You know? And like, <laughs> it's just like, this changes everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. um, and you can find brackets within brackets too. So, yeah. so like if you find a big string, you can get like three nested brackets and remove a bunch of duds. But like, I would just take three wild guesses. Yeah. Um, and then I would go look for brackets to re- renew my, renew my allowance and then go for it. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Like this is this is so fun and like c- contrast this with um with the closest kind of analog would be the the uh, hacking mini game in like Alpha Protocol. Oh yeah, which yeah. my brain doesn't work with like yeah, spotting ha- motion and spotting what stays still. Like oh my gosh, the hacking mini game in in Alpha Protocol is way harder. Yeah, um and 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 I would say less successful than this. Like this mm-hmm. is this is my favorite unlocking mini game. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, there are other ones I think, so even, you know, at the end of the game, like, and you spend your, like, what your requisite, like 120 hours or whatever playing this, (laughs) um, any of these things are going to get tiresome. So like, I mean, it's either this, or then I always give big ups to the Bioshock 2 one Mm -hmm. because it's so, it's just a timed button press, but it's so fast and you can do it from a distance and game, you know, time doesn't freeze while you're doing it. Like Mm -hmm. that's really good. This one though, as far as like games, I would actually play as a game. Mm -hmm. Um, it's only kind of fair because I like pipe dream too. Um, but (laughs) this this is, is, it's, it's, it hits that sweet spot of like fun and the amount of time it takes mm-hmm. yeah where it's like yeah and like i would always uh kind of look for the word that feels thematically appropriate because and, it feels you know, like sometimes they... it works and then sometimes you'd be like oh the password for this computer is that <laughs> okay <laughs> okay like, whatever but, yeah. but but even yeah. still like you know if it was just some kind of you know you know fucking dilapidated shack that somebody you know set their terminal up in i would still like try and try and read into it like yeah there was enough like narr- like narrative uh reason to seed that expectation that yeah. uh that, that that i really dug it most of the time well, and sometimes, like, I guess that's what I mean. is like some, when I said that, I didn't mean, like, oh, your password is that. I meant your password is literally T-H-A-T. T-H-A-T, yep. Yeah, because I mean, sometimes it would do that, and it would be really cool. And then sometimes it'd just be like, oh, Okay, well, whatever. Because um, like... it, it generates a new one when you when you exit out and go back in. Yeah. It generates a new set, so. I'm as corny as Kansas in August. I'm as normal as blueberry pie. No more a smart little girl with no heart. I have found me a wonderful guy. I am in a... And we we talked a little bit about those uh, special stats. That's something they would do uh, more of later in the series. Can you confirm in um, in Fallout 4 if they they use your special stats uh, as conversation kind of game stuff? Boy, you know, I'm I'm really enjoying Fallout 4, but the dialogue uh, (laughs) conversation system is not... Yeah. yeah it's it's so they might be using it um mm-hmm. i had to fuck around with settings a lot to even make it so i could see the dialogue checks oh shit because you're colorblindness yeah and they, yeah. they so i had to like it's really weird you had to change your i had to change all of my ui mm-hmm. or like every the color of everything just to make it stand you can't change the, the highlight color for stand for checks and then if it is a check it doesn't tell me why it's a check Oh. So, like, if I have an option to persuade, it doesn't say because I have this stat or that stat. Um, also, there are no stats. Or, no, there are stats. There are no skills. Right. Like, it, it's, a, it's a real – that part of the game is not good, mm-hmm. I feel like. And also, boy, the dialogue in that game. Like, I mean, you've <laughs> probably seen seen some of the, the memes and, and, and the like yeah. of just, like, the, your, your character's responses. But it's, like, it's – it's they're, they're taking, like, a Mass effect direction where you just have these – you know, rather than just, it's not like you have stances, but you have like four options that roughly map to like, yes, no, sarcastic question. Yeah, that's that, that's Mass Factor Alpha Protocol, like different yeah. positions that map the different uh, different it, uh, demeanors. 
it doesn't work. Like yeah. it, it works really poorly in Fallout Four. Like yeah. I really, I'm really liking that game, but that's not why. And for people like, who are for people who are like listening to this, so why aren't they talking about this game? <laughs> like potentially years well, in the future where you don't know Fallout Four just came out. It just came out, and it's also. I mean, at some point, I'm going to finish Fallout Four, and I want to write something, or at least just have like a you know like a bonus level or something. Yeah, about well, it. yeah, well, we'll have you on the level to talk about. Yeah, it. because it, it's it's trying in a lot of ways that I really like. Mm-hmm. Like it's not perfect. And it's not, you know, but it's it's trying. And I think it is a straight upgrade to this one. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't think of, I mean, the, the dialogue in this one is better, even though it's not yeah. fantastic by any means. But, like, other than that, like, I just feel like it does a lot of things. It, like, achieves the Fallout 3 dream mm-hmm. that, it, that it was trying. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that in, like, you know, another <laughs> six months or so when I finish it up. <laughs> yep. Um, um, this one does have uh, conversation trees, though. It does. And this is more in line with uh, with what was in 1 and 2, although there is much less text uh, yep. because everything is voiced uh, except for your player character's dialogue. So so reference, like, Gary Rant, like, sub 40, <laughs> subroutine 43B that not everything needs to be fucking voiced because yep. like, there are huge trade-offs when you do that. Uh-huh. And this game really suffers from it. Like. Mm-hmm. Everything feels like part of, I mean, part of it just Bethesda writing where every character feels like pretty boring. Mm-hmm. Um, but part of it, I think, is just that they don't have time to be interesting. Like right. they have to get across the relevant information mm-hmm. and you only have so much voiceover time to do it. Yep. And so, also um, voice acting is really fucking expensive. So you cannot have like the, the 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 breadth and diversity of text that you would have in something that is approaching novel length like Fallout 2. Yes. Yeah, and and you can't afford new voice actors. You just have to pull everybody in from Oblivion, and and have them all uh, all of them show up. Like, oh, you know, a ghoul would sound like a Ar- uh, Argovian or whatever Argodian. Um, yeah. So the, the the dialogue and writing in this game is bad. And part of it is because everything is voiced, and that mm-hmm. bums me out. Yeah, and it, it, it's not even really that visually interesting. I mean, this is a modern Bethesda kind of thing, uh, which yeah. they're they're changing up a little bit in Fallout Four, like with different angles. But like uh, from we, from, from your from your Oblivion to your Skyrim, the straight, locked on, center composed shot of a person's face directly in the center of your that's screen. So weird. That weird. Like, like every like this this weird world full of real dolls. That, yep. like, you just like, <laughs> it's like everybody's wearing like a like like, like an invisible halo because they broke their jaw or their neck yeah. and they can't move like everybody's just just completely stock still it's real strange that like slow zoom in on uh-huh. <laughs> and then they just they just spout some really really inane line about like oh know. hello i didn't see you come in <laughs> uh it's a uh, uh, yeah Ooh. Um, so one of the cool things you can collect in this game is, uh, you can go around and grab these vault tech bobbleheads, which uh, increase your stats and skills. Mm-hmm. And the collector's edition came with one of these. And I was really happy about that. Cause I like, Ooh. uh, diegetic, um, you know, item like game collectibles, like, Oh, this is a thing from the game world. And I have it on my shelf. Was the, uh, what um, was, what was the one that came with it? Uh, like, like an actual skill one or was it just, no, it's just, here's it's just, uh, it's just vault, vault tech. Yeah. Yeah. Vault tech it, it'd be fun, fun, fun if they randomized all of them. I think they made uh, for Fallout Four. You can buy individual skill ones. Oh, cool! You can you can get those now, um, which I think is is pretty neat. I feel like I passed a career milestone, Gary. Um, one of my clients, you know, I, I work at an animation studio right now, um, and uh, uh, one of my clients took a character that I helped design and mm-hmm. had it made into a bobblehead to hand out to their oh, clients. That's fun. I know, right? So that's, yeah, that's sitting on my desk. Like that's amazing. That's pretty fun. Yeah. And you can yeah. tell it was like hand carved, like the mold was hand carved like that because it has like the little imperfections. Like it is seriously one of my most prized possessions right now. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. 
it is it is as prized as a mass produ- mass produced possession could be. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, you can find these things, and that's why it makes no sense to level anything above ninety because if there's a skill you like, you can find one that will give you the boost. Yep, and that emphasizes exploration. Like it's you know it, it gives you them uh, something to put at the bottom of these these random dungeons. Yeah, and I think that I think that part of this really works. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there is. Uh, so in this game, you can you know commit crimes and steal things because it's a role playing game. And you take everything that's not nailed down, mm-hmm. um, and all it just means is you get to hear the annoying karma going down noise. <laughs> um, you know, nothing really like trespassing will get you in trouble. Stealing something in front of somebody will get you in trouble, um, but it's not. It doesn't have the moral weight other than, like, two decisions or something like that. Like, yeah. they haven't uh, done a good job of making complex moral decisions in the in the 3D fallouts. And this is true really, in, in New no. Vegas as well, even though I love New Vegas. But, they, you know, they didn't develop the evil faction in that game very well. No. And uh, and, and here is, is no difference. Like, I played through as an evil character, mm-hmm. and it's not very satisfying. No, no, definitely not. And, like, the, the thing that has the biggest effect on, I think, is the, uh, is the companion system, right? There are people who just won't, uh, won't, won't roll with you. Um, yep. if you, I if, only care for people who are neutral. <laughs> what a weird fucking thing to, like, what does that mean? What do you, <laughs> does, does, does that ghoul actually that? say that? No, but he, like he did, well, the ghoul will go with you no matter what, because okay. you, you own his contract, but the, uh, the, the droid who's neutral, well, he's just like, no, you're a little bit. And like, what does that mean? I had, um, so when back in, this is, this is a long story, but hopefully worth it. And okay. is, is, this is the only time I could tell this because it's, this is the situation in which it's, um, so, so me and my friend Derek, who I've talked about a lot, we had a, yeah. a third friend whose, whose name I won't tell because I'm going to make fun of him a little bit here. And he was, it was like the three of us, we hung out all the time. It was like this, you know, triad of, of super, super good friends. And we, that's, we played D and D all the time. And mm-hmm. we like programmed Q basic games and went on, uh, played door games on BBSs and stuff. And it was really great. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that guy started becoming a shithead and we stopped kind of being friends with him, like, um, eventually. And one of the things that was happening as he was becoming a shithead, uh, was he was like getting into writing and there were many oh, things that he was no. doing. And he was really into this, like, we'd all just discovered D and D and just discovered alignment and stuff. And he's like, I'm neutral. Like, I don't, Oh I, you know. no, and he, that's he, exactly he, what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> like, and he started writing this story about the, like this guy meeting the God of neutrality. Um, and like, even I, I, I wish I remembered more about it. He also, there was a, he wrote a story about, uh, the same character. I think his name was Yaddle. Uh, well, wait, no, Yaddle's, uh, that's the female Yoda from Star Wars. <laughs> I don't know if he knew that. Um, but, but he, he wrote the story about Yaddle and the story about, uh, Yaddle, Yaddle yapping about yup, yuppie yuck. Complaining Ugh. about like this character, this Com- very complaining character. about uh, Julie Louise Dreyfus's character from uh, Christmas from Vacation. Christmas vacation? Yeah, yeah. Him, him complaining about yuppies, and the other thing has happened if he met he met the god of neutrality in the story and like oh. learned how to worship proper neutralityness, and that's what this always reminds me of. It's just like nobody worships neutrality. Like that's so weird. What a weird goddamn like. Did he end up being like an objectivist libertarian kind of guy? Like I choose logic. Like like, but, but that's the. He was aiming toward, he was like veering towards that. And now he's actually like a good dude. Okay, cool. And, like, I mean, people can grow and learn, right? Yeah. I'm getting a lot of sympathy for this guy, like over the years, where yeah. he used to just kind of like make fun of him. But he also, he went to this like nature retreat thing. Mm-hmm. And then the day he came back, we were walking around outside late at night and we were looking at my like shitty hometown. He was looking at all the houses. He's like, it's weird, man. After you go through what I've been through, you can see like, <laughs> trees here. Like you can see the trees that used to be here. Oh, God. <laughs> you oh this is, this is the, he, he was a profundity tourist 
he, he, yeah, that's that's a good that's a good expression. That's what that's what he was like. <sighs> he used to lie all the time too. Like to try to <laughs> told us about like uh, criminals breaking into his mom's house and him like diving under the bed to hide from them and stuff. And like he used to, <laughs> but, but some of the things he would lie about were like if they they were like he would lie all the time. So we thought he was lying all the time. But then he was telling about like his dad being a nom and like killing all these people <laughs> with a flamethrower. Oh, yeah. And then in retrospect, I'm like, oh, this could actually have been a true thing that his dad said to him. Right. Uh, but we just assumed it was a lie because everything else was a lie. Oh gosh! Uh, like I, I, I was friends with those people, and I always, I always humored them. Like I would yeah. always say, like, "Oh, go on, like, tell me more." Yeah, I, I, yeah. <laughs> what are you, what are you supposed to do? You know, yeah. at that point, and we did, we we'd miss the 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 bus to say like that's bullshit. You know, like, we could have done that way earlier, and then just didn't. Wow. Um, but oh, yeah, like gosh. whenever whenever you get the stupid companions in this that only prefer people who are neutral, um, I'm just like also, I mean, this is this is getting into a larger discussion about morality in these in these Bethesda <laughs> games. But like, how do you know? You know, like, yeah. no, I'm neutral. So, like, you, dog. like the, so, so that's a little bit why I like the way that, like, the way that, um, oh gosh, um, Bioware started doing it with, uh, like, Dragon Age, which was like companion preferences. Like, oh, you're like, you know, your word of your deeds get around, right? Yeah. And somebody will know, like, you know, in this game, Three Dog is talking about your exploits. Like, you are the, you are the, the, the main character on the Three you're Dog the show. Only, yeah, you're the yeah. only character on the Three Dog show. Yeah. These are solid. <laughs> solipistics fucking games like <laughs> yep. but, but i like the idea of your reputation preceding you especially uh, oh gosh think about if that happened with uh with morrowind with with the explicit mm. fact that you are manufacturing a messiah yeah <laughs> um and maybe that happened a little bit but like i can kind of understand a little bit of a reason for it but definitely it does play into that that fucking brad bird you know you're exceptional kind of shit it it one it like it makes morality something that's like way like really really modal and we'll, yeah. we'll talk about that as I talk about my evil playthrough where like I would get <laughs> praised for doing something but then ignored for the fact that like after I saved this village I literally killed and ate everyone inside it <laughs> and, and, and nobody gives a shit uh, you know and then the um like it so it makes morality really modal and it doesn't allow for lying like. Mm-hmm. You have to, like, when you want to have a, like, when we talked about this in Alpha Protocol, like, let me lie. Oh, yeah. Like, you, you know, you have to be able to 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 have actual relationships between people. Like, just having everyone have perfect knowledge mm-hmm. of you is silly. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's... And, like, yes, the radio announcer is saying everything, but, like, you know, what is, what is the, the, the equation this person's making where it's like, oh, he blew up Megaton, but he saved Arafu. <laughs> like, I guess, I guess that means he's neutral enough for me. You know? <laughs> well, I mean, on the balance... Yeah, it's just, it's very strange. Everybody's got a direct line to St. Pete, man. Yeah. Yeah, it it is it is goofy. Also, the companions are the worst. Oh yeah, this is terrible. Like I defy you to think any of these people are interesting. Mm-hmm. Like they're the worst. Yeah, no, it's a uh, it, it it sucks. I was going through my notes and I was realizing I didn't call out any of the companions. Oh, but yeah, why why would you like I mean, there's you there, there's only one like, that you like come across in the main in the main uh in the main story, I think. You you run into two mm. in the main. Both the good ones you'll run into. You have to interact with Fox, but you'll run into Star Palette and Cross because mm. she's you know just hanging around the Brotherhood and like <laughs> this game is just like a Brotherhood chore simulator in, in some ways. Like fuck the Brotherhood. Boy, do I have fuck a lot them. of things to say about what they did to the Brotherhood? Like in this game, oh it's, it's so good in the previous games, and this is the worst iteration of something that is a really cool idea. And and by a country mile, is it bad? Mm-hmm. Um, but the um, so you just you know, they're off the beaten path and like. They're, the fact that they can die, I kind of respect, but like yeah. that would work better if, uh, if they didn't have these insane karma requirements. So mm-hmm. like the idea was one dies and you go and replace them. 
you know like that i mean that's how like it like there, there's lots of companions and say like pillars of eternity or something mm-hmm. like that Baldur's gate where like if somebody dies it's not that big a deal because you'll just grab somebody else <laughs> um here though they die and it's a big deal so it's like you either end up doing a lot of saves coming yep to keep them alive or you just don't worry about it which is what i ended up doing like i'd have somebody on my team they die and then that oh well <laughs> i don't yeah. care about you so there's no consequence i was i had a really amazing i got dog meat in this which like isn't you know he's not very interesting but he's a dog and, and he's I a like free that. companion yeah which is and, good. I, and he's a dog and i like you know i like having a dog with me during this stuff yeah but he but he he died and then i was like i'm playing on pc i don't have to deal with that so i resurrected him using the console mm-hmm. but i had this really amazing like pet cemetery thing where he wasn't acting the same like <laughs> he would talk to me and kept like wandering away <laughs> and like walking into walls <laughs> and i was like i brought him back what what cost <laughs> that's amazing it was pretty funny like, oh I was man just... you should do a let's play like a bad dog let's play <laughs> <laughs> like trying to keep this shitty dog alive yeah that like the dog that won't pay like won't listen to me and just keeps going in random directions like yep. uh, but man are the companions bad and like <laughs> they, they they improved on this even like fallout 4 is better fallout new vegas companions are amazing like they they did much better in later games but this one is excruciating yeah. and, and it's not like it's just like they've never been good or anything like fallout 2 companions are really good yeah the game brought, the game brought a sulik man like this, <laughs> this is the worst like these guys stark paladin cross is the worst uh, she did like, wallpaper every, yeah every one of them is the worst like mm-hmm. it's amazing how bad and and you know what every npc in this game is the worst <laughs> except for like, moira i like moira Moria is kind of fun, but like there's there's so few of them. Like Moria is good, mm-hmm. but there's so like it's it's got that Skyrim thing where like every thing you're tasked to do is the worst. Every character is the worst. It's just like what do you think yeah. you're doing? Yeah, <laughs> like it just it's just everyone just kind of blandly saying their names into the air. Like, yeah, but the, the, it's just the the it's still a good game, but like that stuff is so shitty. Yeah, it is, and that sucks because that was so much of the good stuff about one and two was that that's, they that's were the thing. there were it, these it, fun little comic books. It's a betrayal. Like it feels like a little bit like when <laughs> I, I think about it, it, a little bit like right when I think of the series and like what I love about the series. Like it's like it's just a different thing, mm-hmm. you know. And I'll accept that it's just a different thing that I also like. Mm-hmm. But it's such a gear shift between the things that are strong about the first two, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and they, yeah. they bought they 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 traded something really valuable for something really expensive mm-hmm. and and with some value too. But mm-hmm. like, boy, is it not just an unqualified like win or upgrade or anything like that there anywho we've got more definitely yeah um just just a little bit how interesting would it be of the of the karma system was um uh like if you didn't know like in most of these right where there wasn't a score but just like you had to you had to tell by by kind of context cues whether or not you made the right decision like especially in something as kind of like dark and kind of uh ambiguous as fallout already is like the fact that you get those sounds is really egregious to me well and they're annoying like you just hear them all the time and and they they glitch like you can kill everybody inside a, a place because of you know a misunderstanding or a glitch mm-hmm. and then it's still marked as owned by them so you just get the sounds whenever you're stealing their stuff yeah and th- there's always been a karma score there was a karma score in the 2d ones but you had to look it up yeah and, and yeah it just wasn't it wasn't as in your face you know yeah so I, I mean i like that too but it wouldn't have mattered because every moral decision you make is so like cartoonishly evil versus cartoonishly good yeah you know like you'd need to have some situations with some kind of moral gray yeah, and, and, work. and you know, not 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 to keep talking about game work, we're we're definitely going to cover uh, eventually. But uh, that's one of the reasons that I really love like New Vegas because like I can roll with the cons. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like I like rolling with the cons because like it's a family kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know, you can you can do all kinds of like things that are like the, there there can be like the ends justify the means, mm-hmm. you know, and like and there's there's room for moral compromise in the face of uh, you know establishing a greater good that there isn't in in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, or even even just like the brotherhood. In that I mean, I keep bringing that up, but like the brotherhood has a interesting moral conflict at their center. Mm-hmm. You know, like an interesting philosophical idea behind it. Whereas the brotherhood in this game is so goddamn terrible, <laughs> and, and it just explodes. It, like it just ejaculates terribleness at the end. <laughs> like, it, like, it's just, it is just like it edges the entire game of how terrible the brotherhood could be, and then just explodes <laughs> in my face and just like like black acidic semen. Like just <laughs> oh, because they changed the entire purpose. They just they changed. And I know. Every... I know the outcasts exist. Like I know that's a but thing. They're not, but they're not interesting either. Nope. Like <laughs> just it's chaotic good versus lawful good. Yep. Like that's not that cool. Nope. Um. Anywho, uh, so this isn't what this isn't the only thing there could have been. Like, what if? Uh, so there there was a Fallout Three that was in development um, mm-hmm. by by Black Isle called Van Buren. And they actually, there's a playable demo of this hmm. um, that's out there. Like, you can kind of play this. It's barely playable. Um, that would have been isometric, but still 3D and overhead. Hmm. Um, and then I, you know, I really wish that Van Buren was a thing. Yeah. Um, but well, the thing is, like, it kind of is. Yeah, like because, ideas from that became uh, parts of uh, New Vegas, right? Huge parts of it. Yeah. Like, almost everything that was going to be in Van Buren ended up in, in New Vegas. And that makes me really happy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so unfortunately, Black Isle was closed before that came out. Yeah. Um, you know more about like Van Buren than I do. Um, but, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, like that's just, that sucks. That sucks when business concerns come in front of, uh, technological or, uh, uh, kind of like, uh, just creative concerns. Yeah. Bleh. Yeah. Um, but, uh, Fallout 3 had some controversies around it too. Like Australia wouldn't release it because MedX was originally morphine. Yep. Um, and that's why we have MedX and not morphine. Um, India was pretty upset that the two headed cows were called Brahmin. Um, and Japan was a little bit sensitive about the idea of blowing up a whole town. Yeah, that that should be, that that makes sense. Like the, 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 the the super fun, cool way that nukes are used in this game. Um, again, not really a thing in the earlier games. Nope. Like that, that kind of like that kind of fetishization and coolness. Just cavalier attitude towards nuclear weapons. Yeah. It's not, not a thing in, in the rest of the series really. Yeah. Um, yeah, so like uh, like all modern Bethesda games, Fallout Three was like super buggy at launch and continues to have all kinds of hiccups um, to this day. And um, you got in the notes that this is especially egregious on the PlayStation Three. Um, I, I haven't played on the PS Three, but I had it took some some hoop jumping to get this to run on Windows Seven. Oh, for sure. After me. Yeah. Yeah. No, there was definitely some uh, some .ini file. Um. Messing around with, yeah, 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 not not to not in like the Rastafarian I and I way, way yeah. but the the the, the any files um to uh to, to mess with the AI and stuff, but like yes, this does not play well with uh with modern operating systems. I mentioned the PS3 one mostly because um it just it would just lock up, and that has continued to be a thing for any for any of these games that comes out, specifically because of the way like they handle uh, DLC and stuff on the PlayStation Three. Like here is a whole system that they saw fit to release it on, but not make sure it worked. Yeah, that's a bummer. <laughs> yeah. Like, I usually don't, like, bugs usually are not, like, a sticking point for me yeah, for a game, but, like, it's it's still kind of a bummer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, with, with Fallout 3, like, for a while there, we thought we weren't going to be able to do this game for the show ever because yeah. it just doesn't run on a modern operating system. But yeah. it does. You just have to you just have to do a little bit of extra work, which, you know, we're, we're already going to play the whole game, so. Yeah, and we're, we're willing to put in that work for you. Yeah. 
Um, so uh, Fallout fans are really hard to please, myself included. <laughs> And uh, they, they were really upset about uh, this. We, you know, I mentioned No Mutants Allowed earlier, which is the really rabid uh, 2D Fallout fans. Which uh, in the Fallout 1 or 2 sketches, we had uh, Lou from Lou Reads the Internet for you. Yeah, uh, for Fallout 1. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, I want to say. And that was that was a reference to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I, you know, as a big Fallout fan, I kind of get it. Um, as much as I still, you know, I still really like this game. And at the time it came out, like had no like no problems with it i was just mm-hmm. like oh man this is this is great yeah. um this was this was my first bethesda game you yeah. know so like having that big empty world experience was this was my first time having it yeah. so that's still really special to me but like playing it again playing uh playing four and uh, that underlining and kind of showing some problems with this mm-hmm. and everything like i kind of get it too mm-hmm. i kind of get people being that upset about it yeah um yeah. it's it's funny that, that, that this was your first bethesda game because this was my first um fallout game Hmm. Yeah. Like I, I, I never played one or two. Um, yeah. and so fall three was, you know, like I bought it on a whim because I liked oblivion. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I bought oblivion. Like yeah. I, so people were like, Oh, it's like, it's like oblivion with guns. And I was like, Oh, well, <laughs> will oblivion be like fallout with swords? <laughs> if so, yeah. I'm in, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's, it's this weird little, little Reese's thing. So like, you know, I can, I can understand what this lacks now just by, by having, you know, experienced all the other stuff in the series aside from poor, uh, four at this point. Um, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it's a little bit hard to see people not being happy with this thing that I was happy with. Yeah. (laughs) This was the first time, like as much as like, I'm, you know, been throwing shade on fallout three and will continue to for like these episodes when, when Mm -hmm. I think it's kind of shitty, but like, Mm -hmm. this is the first time I was ever, I ever felt defensive on behalf of a game. Like I remember going online and reading people complain about like, Oh, games are too Brown and boring now. And, and talking about this game and being kind of mad at some, like is the first time I felt was making the mistake of defending a game's honor. (laughs) Um, And I may even posted about it, which would like be an embarrassing post to find now. But like, you know, in in general, like, you know, you don't need to defend games, video games, honor, Mm -hmm. like video games don't have honor. It's, you know, they're not people, Um, you know, but the, uh, uh, I remember like just feeling very defensive. Like I was very attached to like this being an, like being a good thing. Mm -hmm. And it was only, you know, upon like replaying the second one and playing new Vegas and seeing like what a 3d version could be with some of what made the first two special as part of it. That made me kind of see some of the cracks for sure. You know? Yeah. Like it's, you got like a note here where it's like, why do Bethesda games attract this kind of fire? And it's because like in, it depends like obviously like weighted values or what, uh, explain subjectivity, you know, like <laughs> yeah. none of the th- stuff we'll ever talk about is without value. So it's whether this thing that it does well is more important to you than this thing that it doesn't do well, mm-hmm. you know, is more important to you. And like just the things that this doesn't do well are pretty important to me. And mm-hmm. they're the things Bethesda almost never does well. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. Yeah. The, the reason I put that note in there is man, oh man, just to like, to like, to just this confluence of, of, of fallout and Bethesda, just neither of these things can, can please people. It feels like, <laughs> and the last time, so like Morrowind, we, we got a lot of shit about getting things wrong, which how could you get everything right? But like, I'm yeah. a little bit worried going into this because like i'm going to heap some praise on some stuff that people really don't like because i think it's good but it's not mm-hmm. going to rise up to people's expectation because either you know bethesda in attempting to create a world created a world that didn't match people's expectations mm-hmm. um and bethesda in attempting to adapt you know fallout's ideas and themes did it imperfectly but in a way that was my first and like 
I'm I'm scared of people's reaction to like us even broaching this subject because we've talked about both of these things before Fallout and Bethesda games a little bit and yeah. like boy oh boy are we walking into what feels like a hornet's nest I I I <laughs> feel so secure in my opinions in Fallout 3 after <laughs> yeah. having just played it yep. that I have no I share no worries about it like even if <laughs> if it is something that people are mad about like I am resolute and oh, maybe yeah. it wasn't like I like because I, I was getting into an argument uh, or was arguing with the video game hot dog guy. And that's been a, a fun fake rivalry <laughs> with the, the New Vegas versus Fallout 3 thing mm-hmm. with, with those guys. And like I was like, OK, well, I should play Fallout 3 again and then come back to it. And I played it again. And I feel everything I felt before, but more strongly. Yeah. <laughs> like it is. I just I feel I've the cra- not only do I like I see the cracks, but I understand like why they started and why. <laughs> what they were going for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I read some quote somewhere where it was like, if you're going to dislike a game, you should at least try to be empathetic as to what the designers were trying to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's a really good kind of point of reference and, and something that I'm not always the best at doing, but I feel like I'm trying to do it here. Um, and it's still like, yeah, no, they're, try, they're, of- they're, they're trying to do something that I'm not that interested in. And like the, it's, it's funny because I am very much a two and new Vegas person. Mm-hmm. I like, I think fallout one is not really that good. <laughs> Like, mm-hmm. I really don't like Fallout 1 as much, having played all of them except 4 and Tactics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, oh, man, is Fallout 2 just kind of like the height of this? And, like, New Vegas is great but it, because it takes what I love about the 3D games and, and you know, mixes it with, with, with what I love about 2's approach to telling stories. Mm-hmm. Right? But just everything is kind of in context, and 3 just gets the worst of it. I'm secure in my opinion as as much as I can be, as much as I always am, because we play these games like right before we talk about them. Yeah, yeah. There's no there's no uh, memory issues with this. Like it's not it's not unfresh for me. Mm-hmm. So so the the as much as I'm, I have these these problems with it, like I one of the reasons why I feel even more secure is that it comes from like such a place of of affection for like the things that they misunderstood about the series are things that I like I really really love about it. Mm-hmm. You know, and like just to watch like I. Yeah, the game, like the thing, feeling this is an egotistical thing to say, but I know that you felt it about things too, Mm -hmm. is where you like play a game and you're like, why didn't they have me on as a creative consultant for this? (laughs) Like, I just had this feeling where it's like, man, do they like the the thing about like the aggrandizing of nukes in -hmm. general? It's like, it reminds me of um, a little bit uh, like me and me and Brayden for Teenage Dirtbags just did We Wish You a Turtle Christmas. Yep. That was a good episode, by the way. Oh, thank you. Um, and it feels like uh, the developer, like the people who made that, the, the developers of Tish <laughs> Rave, who made that, just had one note that was like turtles like skateboarding and pizza, and that's all they knew about <laughs> yeah. the Ninja Turtles and had to make that. It's like the people who made this knew, like, if they're you know, you took the the, the hundred things that are are what follows about, they knew seventy of them mm-hmm. or like sixty of them, but then the rest of them they didn't really like. Oh, it's about nukes, you know, yeah. it's about radiation, like it, like that's a thing, like nuclear nostalgia, and it's like ah. Kinda. Yep. You know, like that that's that's something that happens in it, but it's not about that. You know, or yeah. or like um Yeah, I I don't know. Yeah, no, I like, I understand where it comes from. It's 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 a matter of ownership, right? Yeah. Um it's you know, you 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 have made this it's 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 important to you because it resonated in some way. Um there's, just, like, there's a moral complexity to this, the, to the universe of these that is, and again, I'm not doing the whole like, that, that stands toe to toe with the greatest novels of American fiction. Like, right. It's not I, followed I, Equestria. I, I mean, come I, on. Yeah, exactly. I recognize that it is still a video game, but it has, there's a certain like kind of smart moral complexity to this world and characters mm-hmm. and a sense of place. Yep. 
that comes from this. And that sense of place comes from having it's an, it's it's not enough to just have like a big empty wasteland that's fun to explore with nothing in it because then it's like a museum. Mm-hmm. And that's cool, but that's Proteus. You know, that's, 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 that's great, but that's it's not, a, it's a different thing. Like you've wasted all this effort putting in these systems. Yeah, that, that's a different thing than this where like, you know, people and co- like, like, uh, people or characters or stories within those, or like those, those contribute to, um, like contribute to a, to a location. Mm-hmm. So like when everyone talks, talks sugar about fallout three, they're just like, oh man, it's so fun exploring the wasteland. And it's like, yeah, yeah, it is. But when you run into big town and you're supposed to give a any kind of shit about <laughs> any of the people in big town, like that makes big town weaker. Yep. And if every location in the area has that like minus check mm-hmm. next to it, then like the whole experience is diminished when there's like no sense of, of this culture. Yeah. You know, there's like no culture, no character. Um, it just, it's like half of a sense of place Yeah. for, for the entire thing. And that's, mm-hmm. I mean, that's probably the biggest thing I'm picking up other than just those like misunderstandings where it's like, yeah. You go to a place in, in, in Fallout, you know, in, in Fallout 2, like, like, Fallout, like, Vault City wouldn't be Vault City without the way that the people act, mm-hmm. you know? And there's none of that here. Right. Like, that's a really memorable location. It's, it's, it's incredibly, of, it's incredibly, like, like monochromatic. Yeah. Like, like, emotionally monochromatic, not just, like, visually monochromatic. Yeah, no, I mean, like, like yeah. that, that, that's what I mean. Like, it's, it's, it's straight up black and white. There's either just stuff that is incredibly obviously good or incredibly, incredibly obviously evil. Like, and that is, that is a stupid and obvious thing to say, but, like, it needs to be said that this is, like, possibly the least textured Fallout experience I've ever had. For sure. Like, it, it, it definitely is. It's, it, like, with, like, Fallout Tactics, which is, mm-hmm. which is a game that literally, like, on the surface was trying to strip away like the the story stuff yeah and still manages to have a more interesting brotherhood of steel (laughs) than this does but like it just that's that's what i'm reacting to that's what i'm complaining about is this idea that like it's it's cool to have a big big empty world it's not cool to literally populate it with nobody that i can care about Mm -hmm. you know or no culture that's interesting or anything like if if the earlier games are about this neat idea of how people were rebuilding Mm mm-hmm in these in these different uh, different kind of settlements and how they react, you know, and you'd have like kill, you'd have junk town, and you'd have like these two different factions there that like had these different ways of doing it. And there's this cool like oh like you know this uh, the 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 good choice is not obviously or is not necessarily the obvious one, you know, or at least in the original way they wanted to do that. Yeah, like quest, like you have this this kind of complexity that I just I miss. Um, yeah. yeah, and like uh, the, the, there's a sense, you know, and and again, this was my this is my introduction to Fallout, so it's <laughs> it's hard for me to come at this from like a like an authentic and pure perspective. But like, is there a sense of like this is a missed opportunity? Like this is forever, right? Yeah, and and, and all of yeah, a sudden, this, yeah. like this represents a part of the Fallout experience that you as a Fallout fan do not like. You don't endorse like like no no like not this please no not yeah. this. Right. Totally. Yeah, totally. It is this thing where it, it just it bums me out that this like really especially given the mechanical differences where I you know, so many people are loath to go back to things that are, you know, old clunky PC interfaces. Mm-hmm. So when people say like I really love Fallout Three and I'm like, Oh, you, you should play the earlier games in the series and I just mm-hmm. know no one's going to do it, uh, because they can't get through that. It bums me out that there are so many people I know who like and then with the bug thing in New Vegas where they're like, Oh, I couldn't handle New Vegas because it crashed on me and it's like Oh no, oh gosh. This, this is literally the only thing that you know about the series. Like <laughs> Yeah, I just I just squeezed my head when you said that. <laughs> yeah, like that, I I've talked to a lot of people for whom that's true, and that just it just bums me out because it's this thing that I really love and the things that I love about it are higher like they require more effort mm-hmm. than than this does 
Like this, this goes down easy, mm-hmm. you know, and that ends up being true in like most senses. Like it goes down really easy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. We should we should we should move on. I'm I'm just rambling at this point. But <laughs> this is this is probably the most time we we've uh, we've invested in a single bullet point in the history of the show. Oh, for sure. Like, this is the most setup we've ever done. Um, we'll just just we'll get to Liberty Prime soon enough, kids. Um, and and wait, just wait until I talk about that. The um yeah, because this isn't over. <laughs> this isn't over. No, the, um, the, this has been the length of a regular episode. But we, you know what? Yeah, you ain't seen nothing yet. You ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> it's a, uh, it's coming. So, and it'll come. Like, you know, we'll we'll talk about. It. And and it, less than any one thing, I am monochromatic. Like, there are things that I genuinely like. And oh, we'll, me too. We'll talk about them. They're all going to come up in the side quest and and and, and side thing episode probably. <laughs> yep. Um, so, <laughs> but I think that uh, if there if if there is an acceptable safe target in the entire world, it is a Bethesda game main plot. That oh boy, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it means better than better than uh uh Oblivion. Oh, for sure. Better than Skyrim, I think. <laughs> like I defy anyone to care about the no, I never versus... finished Skyrim. <laughs> yeah, the ooh, that main plot is is rough. But let, let's uh let's talk about it. let's set it up. Let's do it. I don't want to set the world on fire. I just want to start flame in your heart in my heart I have but one desire and that one is you no other will do So this has uh, the same uh, kind of plot set up as all of them do, right? Because this is about the aftermath of a huge conflict, right? Uh, this is uh, the set up by a 50s-era song, The Inkblots, uh, with Ron Perlman talking about how war never changes. And in 2077, <laughs> uh, conflicts over resources came to a head in the Sino-American Wars, and nuclear missiles were launched and the world was reduced to ash. But there's a very very salient line in here the apocalypse was just a prologue to another bloody chapter of human history mm-hmm. yep. and uh, your, your character along with uh, much of humanity were only able to survive because of being in these vaults um, these are these massive fallout shelters built by vault tech to uh you know ostensibly to preserve but really just to experiment on the remaining population um as is revealed in uh, fallout 2 <laughs> um so it's been 200 years since the bombs fell and that's where the story begins in vault 101 um, which its experiment was to stay closed much longer than the other ones did. Yes, uh, a millennium, I think, is yes. what they said, right? Yeah, that's originally the idea. And uh, there's a, your father kind of puts a, uh, a hitch in that. Um, one thing I really like, I mean, I'll put a little, uh, I, I won't fo- cause you to actually make a ding, but I will put a little, I will say the word ding whenever I say something nice about this game. Um, I think the character creation is pretty sweet. Uh, this whole thing was, when I first played it, I was just like, oh, that is so cool. You know, that you literally start from a, from an infant. <laughs> and, and start from the beginning. One second here. Um, I'm going to... Okay, thank you. Uh... <laughs> and I will make sure that we do that whenever you say something kind. I'll, I'll look for my, my fart button. <laughs> <laughs> that I can put, that I can, so I can take that that burden off of you. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, this this was really like mind blowing is too strong of a word. But I was mm-hmm. way into this when I first heard about it. Weirdly, so I played this right after my grandfather on my dad's side died. 
Mm-hmm. So I was I was in an emotionally raw state anyway. Um, but like I got like uh, as Mike Myers would say verklempt at the notion of like oh you know here, here's this new life full of promise kind of side of this like I don't know why but like I have this distinct emotional memory of being very like oh god yeah <laughs> it's sad it's lightning yeah. crashes man when lightning crashes it's, it's sad the placenta falls to the floor <laughs> Yeah, but uh, but that's kind of the, the like the first uh, the, the first like hour of this game is 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 all prologue as you literally emerge from your mom's womb and yeah. uh, and are thrown into these stat kind of things and and you get to be introduced to the the voice actor that Bethesda hired for this game because they always they hire you know in oblivion it was jean-luc picard who dies really early mm-hmm. but now then the liam secondary Meeson. was sean bean here's oh, yeah. liam, it's liam meeson and uh, liam malcolm Meeson's mcdowell shit, yep um, <laughs> liam neeson's uh, liam neeson's <laughs> died and it was like oh um so liam neeson's uh is delivering you and uh he he's like you know it's it's diegetic the way that you you know you look because they use this like vault tech person predicting software <laughs> yeah. to uh to you know create your character how you look and everything and you have this absurd number of hairstyles and the like it's it's like those uh those photo booths at the game works where it's like yeah. well what will you two look like if you have a kid and it's just a photomorpher <laughs> yeah exactly exactly yeah um and then you uh you do your when you're a baby you find your your special book which yeah. allows you to sign your stats you're, you're I toddling like. i love the graphic design in the your special book here, here's a here's a, a cool thing is that speedrunners of this game you can actually get out of the vault as a baby <laughs> and uh if you do once you get out you can go into third person third person and you're just a tiny little version of yourself so imagine <laughs> that whole cutscene is just like a tiny little vault dweller walking around <laughs> is super fun there's an amazing uh um uh, polygon uh the the, the McElroy brothers justin and griffin they do uh they do a wonderful series called monster factory Mm-hmm. Where they uh, where they use uh, character creation kind of stuff to make uh, to make monsters and then just completely glitch out these worlds. There's a wonderful Fallout Three version where they go through uh, the entire prologue as uh, as just a monstrosity, mm-hmm. taking advantage of those kinds of exploits where you stay a baby and then like stretch out uh, using yeah. the uh, the console and stuff. Yeah, that stuff's great. Yeah. Um, and the the salient point here that they're just going to keep telling you over and over <laughs> is that your mother's favorite passage is Revolution, Revelations uh, 21.6. Yes. I am the Alpha the, and the Omega, something about yep. the waters of life, yada, yep. yada. Water, and, water, water. <laughs> yep. Um, so then uh, your, it's your 10-year-old birthday party. Mm-hmm. Um, this is kind of introducing you to two things. Uh, one is the kind of social aspect of yeah. the game and you're introduced to your kind of bland conversation options where you can be nice another <laughs> kind of nice or a dick um <laughs> where, where, where you can be cloying neutral or fuck you yes yep those are the three ways people can be <laughs> um you know so you, you kind of go through and you, and you do this you're introduced to these other characters in the vault um <laughs> you know the overseer is kind of a jerk uh, but you get your, your Pip Boy 3000. He's like, tomorrow you'll stop work. Like, oh, shit, like I'm 10. Um, you know, <laughs> you got to start or, carrying uh, your weight, kid. Yeah. Um, you, know, you put on put on your Pip Boy, and uh, you're introduced to Butch, who <laughs> is a, a greaser jerk. He's not a greaser yet, but he will be. Yeah. Um, I love the idea that just the 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 the, uh, the 50s idea of rebellion sticks around. Yeah. Here, just in stasis. Like, it's a uh, <laughs> what if uh, Brendan Fraser's character from Blast in the Past decided to be a bad guy? 
<laughs> yeah, like there's no there's no music or anything to mm-hmm. inform greasers or motorcycles or anything else that caused that culture. Yep. And there's no there's no like cargo cult part. Like it's not like the the Elvis gang in, in New Vegas. Like there's right. no you know, they like Butch should have had like a, a magazine like a teen beat magazine or something that him mm-hmm. and his gang based them themselves on. Yeah, like they, they didn't find a copy of Easy Rider or something they, like they've that. They've been in the vault this entire time. Like what yeah. are, where did they get this? It's really strange. Where are you making these leather jackets from? Yeah, exactly. Is this, is this people? Is this person leather, Butch? <laughs> yeah, Butch, look at me. Butch. Look, you look me in the eye. Is this person leather? Is no this human person leather? leather? In our um, so um, yeah, yeah. But you, you just kind of introduce the social thing, and then the big thing is your dad takes you down to his bland friend Jonas, and and himself have created a BB gun, or oh, have boy. Uh, made a BB gun for you, made it work. <laughs> To take this opportunity to get invested in Jonas as a character. Yeah. This really oh, yeah, relish. There's, there's, there's a lot to, to grasp. There's a lot to really uh, to, to get on. Re- relish those two minutes with Jonas because, like everything in your life, it is temporary and will be yanked away from you. Well, yeah, boy, they, I mean, they do, they do do some things where, like, I know you're being sarcastic, but they do try to cash in a little bit on you caring about Jonas. <laughs> yeah. like the, the, when you're talking to a. Gary, spoilers for five minutes from now. Well, I just mean, like, it's, it's so dumb that, like, this is Jonas, and then later, like, oh my god, they killed Jonas. And then you have op- dialogue options where I'm like, I can't let the person who killed Jonas survive. <laughs> who gives a fuck about Jonas? Like, Jonas and I shared one night of passion two years ago. <laughs> There's all, we'll always have Paris, Jonas. Um, we, we will always have that film strip about Paris. Yeah, we'll always have that night in the reactor. Um, but you get to shoot some some rad roaches. Yeah. Here. Mm. And uh, you're we got sunglasses and, you know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah little, little Crocker Rocks. <laughs> and uh, and you, you're introduced to Vats, mm-hmm. which we mentioned before. Yes. Um, now it's six years later, <laughs> and uh, you have to go take the GOAT, the yes. uh, general something aptitude test. Yeah, yeah. And so this is uh, this is pretty funny. This is uh, a little bit in the line of like Morrowind. I forget if Oblivion did this where they gave you a morality test, but it's kind of like, a, oh, gosh, Ultima 4. Any, anything where it makes you take a test to, to, you know, to determine what your pro- proclivities are as a person. But it's very obvious, like, OK, you are faced with problem. Do you grab a gun yeah. to solve problem? Yes. Do you, do you, you use, use science to solve yes. problem? Yeah, I actually think this is kind of like pretty fun and funny oh yeah uh, as like a thing and uh and without spoiling there's a thing in fallout 4 that recontextualizes this specific thing <laughs> do you go That's to the awesome. goat design center no, no. Uh, I mean, maybe later. I've only played for like twenty hours or something uh, like that. But it, it, there's something that recontextualizes this that's really cool um, <laughs> that, uh, that that we'll talk about at some point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is actually, and I like how because um, it knows that you know those things are are iffy. So at the end, you can just go up to him and be like, "Do I really have to do this?" And he's like, "No, <laughs> I'll level with you. I can just change the answers to be whatever you want. This doesn't really matter." <laughs> and, and I, I kind of like that refreshing bit of honesty. Mm-hmm. Is is it Jonas who's a mystery in the test? <laughs> It's not Jonas. It's a, it's a, I think it's another dude. Yeah. Uh, he kind of looks like Jonas, but it's not mm. Jonas. Yeah, his name is not Jonas. Um, I like how the, the the final question is propaganda for the overseer. Yeah, exactly. Like, who is our all? Who should we obey in all situations? <laughs> yep. The overseer. The overseer. <laughs> the overseer. The overseer. Um, yeah, yeah. So then uh, you get to the the final, the actual action. Chapter well, it's it's here. funny. But Butch is uh, assigned to be a barber. Oh, yeah. This, yeah. He's a hairdresser is what he gets assigned to, but he doesn't want to say that he's a hairdresser. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Uh, yeah, so he wants fu- to say he's a barber. fuck you for conning me out of my sweet role, you piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. And he also <laughs> is beating up uh, Amada in a, in a jerky way, and you can beat up him and his, his friends and get introduced yeah. to melee combat, um, which I played through as a, a melee character. We'll talk about our character builds just after mm-hmm. this. Yeah. And uh, it's not that satisfying. Mm. Um, but anywho, uh, yeah, so you get woken up by, by Amada, and uh, the overseer's men have killed Jonas. 
which is a Those crime. Those sons of bitches. Yeah, that's not Jonas. That's going to motivate um, me the entire. I mean, like my dad's out there. That's fine, but Jonas. Jonas, not Jonas. Um, Jonas is the narsh of human beings. <laughs> like he's, he's like a human narsh. Um, <laughs> the. Uh, but but she so she she says like your dad's out there the overseer's gone crazy she gives you a gun and then says like don't kill anybody <laughs> it's really weird um, a gun and then you can get a baseball bat so if you want to do uh, melee combat like I did oh yeah and then says you have to you you have to escape no I, I grabbed my uh, I grabbed my baseball bat and I I kept it with me and preserved it and kept it repaired the entire time as the one link to my childhood this was my rosebud okay <laughs> this is an RP server. <laughs> Um, we didn't mention this before earlier. You, this is your last chance to grab, or not your really your last chance, but you can grab the uh, the science bobblehead. Yeah, from your dad's science, office. Science or medicine? It's like medicine, uh, I think. Yeah, medicine? it's medicine. Yeah, yeah. it's a uh, yeah. So you should, you want to grab the medicine bobblehead while you're here for sure. It'll, it'll get you more bang for the buck out of your uh, stem packs. Yep, indeed. Yeah. Um, so you're introduced to those systems we mentioned. Uh, you end up doing combat during the section, uh, lock picking and hacking. Yeah, yeah. Your way out. But uh, you, you you head up to the uh, to the overseer's office where you can hack and get out of there. Um, and you have an option. I left the overseer alive because I'm like, nope, I'm not going to kill somebody. I'm looking for my dad who has uh, disappeared and started this whole mess. But like, I've got no beef with any of you. Uh, but you can kill the overseer, and a newer, more despotic person takes his place. Yeah, and he's and the overseer is not great about it either. No. Um, the, when we get to the side quest section of this uh, this podcast, where we split those up, I did the the side quest where you come back here, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll we'll talk about what happens. Yeah, with the vault, um, the, it may surprise you that there are three options: one good, one bad, and one neutral. <laughs> um, so, anywho, um, you can kind of check through the uh, the overseer his records, and it kind of means your whole child is a lie because everyone keeps saying like no one ever leaves the vault, mm-hmm. but people have been leaving the vault. Yeah, he um, he has a crack squad of scouts. Indeed, yeah, and you kind of get a little bit of that this the, the whole vault tech thing about uh, you know this has been a, a, an experiment to yeah. see what happens with prolonged kind of isolation. That is such yeah. a good idea. Yeah, like narratively, just kind of like oh, we have we have built a device into this whole series for telling like little short stories. It means it means that you have to get over one leap of like comic book supervillainy mm-hmm. and then once you get past that the rewards are like so you have to get a little bit of suspension of disbelief to get like huge rewards mm-hmm. so like it, it just like yes it's kind of like oh that's very comic bookish mm-hmm. but once you get past that you get like everything can, can make <laughs> sense it's a really really broad and and like versatile narrative framework for things mm-hmm. i really love it yeah um let's talk about build real quick yeah so you open uh, the door and you get that bethesda moment where you look at the wasteland but it gives you a chance to confirm what you ultimately went with so gary what did yeah. you do um i i role played this uh this time as butcher pete so i was <laughs> a, a melee evil person who uh made a beeline for cannibal and then uh, <laughs> immediately started hacking whacking and slapping um <laughs> and and chopping up meat yeah. And, uh, and eating as many people as I could. Mm, yeah. Flesh and bone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I kind of went with, uh, what we on the level call, uh, called the duck feed standard, okay. which is, uh, small guns and, uh, and talky sciencey stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was, uh, I, I led with, uh, with, uh, science and, uh, small guns and, uh, decided to kind of be nonviolent and good about this. And that was, uh, the result. I, I didn't do the less interesting one, you know, just by nature. I did that because we agreed to go good and bad, which, which I don't recommend playing the way that I played. I recommend playing the way that Cole played. Um, this game doesn't have a uh, Cole play. <laughs> We do anything with that? No. Um, yeah. <laughs> so let's put that in our back pockets. Um, but yeah, I don't recommend that because the way I played is is a shallower, less complete experience. Like the game doesn't do 
it's not even just moral complexity. It doesn't do evil very well. Mm-hmm. Like the game is meant to be kind of a hero narrative. And if you play yeah. it that way, it works better. You'll get more out of the game. Yeah. Also, like I played melee and melee is not as fun as guns. Yeah. It, it just uh, it really limits you situationally. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yep. So that's that's what we went to. But uh, regardless of whether you are a 19 year old old man or a 19 year old fresh faced baby boy with a science degree, here mm-hmm. is this big wide Bethesda shot with all of DC in front of you. Yeah, which is really, really impressive. Mm-hmm. Like, keep in mind, this, this is my first first Bethesda shot. <laughs> and it was it was really, really incredible. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, that's and this was, you know, I was just following the quest marker at this point. Um you know, this was before, like, I kind of realized, like, oh, the like the the best way to play Bethesda games is turn around randomly and then just walk somewhere. <laughs> so I just kind of followed the main quest at first, yeah. which is what we're going to do now. But keep in mind also that if you're playing this, you don't have to do what we're doing. Right, right. Uh, um, just... They're going to put up meat walls in front of you that are going to yeah. keep you from going to certain places. Uh, it's a little bit more uh, structured than, like, Oblivion in that regard. Um, but, yeah. uh, but, uh, yeah, this is, uh, the, this is the purpose of this whole episode. So any place where we could diverge, assume that you can diverge. Yep. And you should did. probably. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So, so the first step in your, your quest here is to head over and over to Megaton. Yes, and a quest called Following in His Footsteps, which properly applies to the first half of the story mission. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, so you're heading there, and you see the, the outside, there's a robot greeter. I'm um, your first to kind of 3D Fallout, clunky, you know, zap zap, you're dead uh, <laughs> kind of robot. And you head into to Megaton, the first settlement. Yes. So this is a town that kind of cropped up around a crater that has a nuclear bomb at the bottom of it. Why? <laughs> it makes no sense. Why? <laughs> <laughs> like, there would have been a reason. Like, they, like they introduced, like, the people who worship the bomb mm-hmm. a little bit, but they're not, like, a faction in this. There's nothing to them. There's just, <laughs> the, the, there's just like, one or two of them hanging around. They're a faction in four, right? Yeah. The, yeah. Uh, the, what, ch- the Children of the Atom, which are people who are really big fans of that X-Men game on Sega Saturn. Yeah. <laughs> well, who isn't? I, I don't know if they're a faction. Did you say they're a faction in 4? I don't know if they're a faction, but they show up again in 4, right? I, they haven't for me yet. Hmm. Um, they should because they need to provide greater context as to why anybody would, would do this. Like, it just it's very weird to me that, like, this happened. Mm-hmm. It's the most dangerous. And you talk to them, he's just like, it's literally like... Yep, we know it's dangerous. We just haven't had time to. <laughs> to fix I've it. been trying to get her. You know, I've just I've, things have been crazy lately. Um, <laughs> what are you talking about, Lucas Sims? Yep, do you've had two hundred years? Yeah, this is this is the most pressing issue of our time, and I can fix it by eating one Mentat, one goddamn Mentat. Like, I'm not spec for this shit. Like, well, it's a well, it's a skill that you would have no reason to have put stuff in. It's explosives. Yeah, yeah. It's just, and but somebody in this town should know explosives, or somebody should travel. I mean, it's it, this is the major city, other than this is one of two major cities, mm-hmm. you know, in the in this world. Like, it's just so weird. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, but we talked to him. Like, so he's just like, "Yep, you can clean things up around here, and if you, if you do this thing for me, um, then you will, uh, uh, you know, you'll you'll we'll have your backs." <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's this power of the atom quest, which allows you to. Uh, to to disarm the bomb if you'd like. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We will talk about that in the side quest section. <laughs> yes, we will. But this is a town full of good, honest, hardworking, radioactive salt of the people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a couple of people who are kind of interesting. 
in this town, but then I really mm-hmm. do feel like it kind of runs out of steam in future towns. Yes. They're not that interesting either. Nope. Uh, <laughs> so Nathan is kind of interesting because um, as soon as you leave, one of the first things we see, and we didn't mention it, is this iBot mm-hmm. floating around, um, which I love the design of the iBots. Yes. And uh, he's playing the uh, the radio, the Enclave radio, which yeah. just plays like Yankee Doodle Dandy type music. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, kind of uh, dispatches from from John Henry Eden the president mm-hmm. of the United States. And this is the coolest part of the story of this game, I think is, is John Henry Eden. Oh, for sure. Um, so, uh, and when you get here, you talk to Nathan, he loves the enclave. He's an he's enclave like, oh, gonna... sympathizer. Yeah. He's a true believer. Yeah. And from, you'll remember from the follow two episode, the enclave is, uh, kind of the, the pretenders to the throne of the American government. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's the last vestiges of, of the, the government and, uh, you know, our bad guys. Yes. <laughs> because they're um, authoritarian and they love technology, uh, much like the Brotherhood of Steel does in this game. Wait a yes. minute. Oh, yes. wait. I think I see the flaw now. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, now I get it. Now I get it. Yes. We're, all, good. We're good. Um, so you're supposed to go, you're supposed to, go to Moriarty's uh, yep. bar. <laughs> Colin Moriarty, which is a dude. Yeah. <laughs> which, yep. which is so strange now seeing that because I know his works. Like, he wrote the Castlevania fact that I that i referenced for coming up with the notes like just a regular dude but i guess he worked at bethesda or it's just a huge coincidence and also why does this character have an irish accent i don't know he's yeah he like yeah that accent would have died off long ago well i think it's i think it's fake i think that there's something if you look at his computer he says he fakes the accent oh yeah kind of get around things but where's he even getting the reference for it like it shouldn't be accents anymore like there's there's no immigration like why why does moira sound like a like a bit player from fargo i I, (laughs) idea it's very strange like um moira which we're going to talk about in the side quest episode that's Mm. what you're kind of supposed to do i feel like because she's your first shop you're going to head there yeah and she gives you the the extended like the the seven hour tutorial (laughs) like this is this is the real like go out there and learn everything about the world yeah um tutorial Mm-hmm. And uh, that's the only side quest that we both did. Um, yeah. And the reason being that. Oh, like, I did a shitload of your side quests. So. Yeah, I, I did some of yours as well. <laughs> um, but that's the only one we, we did. We started off saying we were going to do mm-hmm. both, you know, have both of us do. And the reason being that uh, it's the, you know, the, it's the biggest side quest in the game. It, it is. And, it spans yeah. the most and it also gets you really good rewards for the early game. Like it sets exactly. you up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So we'll, we'll talk about that more though during the next episode. Yeah. Um, inside the bar, though, the, the most important thing here is talking to Moriarty and then also being introduced to the radio thing um, with Gob the ghoul. Mm-hmm. Um, this is your first ghoul yeah. that you run into. And uh, and him being upset at the radio because uh, the reception is bad. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And you can hear a little bit there. You hear uh, uh, <laughs> Three Dog, who is, uh, God, I can't stand Three Dog at all. Three Dog is pretty annoying. Yep. Like um, I, yeah, like it took me a little while to come to terms with that because I, I remember kind of liking it until... Uh, it's just like any, you have to be very careful when you're going to have something that's voice that's going to repeat that often mm-hmm. in a game. Like just like how many goddamn times I have to hear them, like the what rhymes with moves and <laughs> rhymes with cash. Oh, this is yeah. three dog. <laughs> yeah. You just have to hear that so many times. Yeah. Like, yes, it's a unique voice actor, mm-hmm. you know, which is a rarity uh, for these games. But like. Yeah, three dogs pretty obnoxious. Ooh, yeah, like only have him like you. You have the means to keep track of what he said so far. Yeah, <laughs> only have him cut in with new stuff, please. Yeah, that would be amazing. Yeah, like know, if you right? just didn't have to hear the same news things over and over. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Ooh, that would that would have made a big difference. Um, because I mean, we sh- we should probably get it out of the way at some point. Uh, the soundtrack for this game is amazing. Oh, it's so good. It's and like, maybe I'm... it's like one of my all time favorites. Like, and and could compete for that title. Like. 
it's really really good yeah it's like, like it, i like these songs usually you have to choose between like okay is this like good licensed music or is this good original both are really mm-hmm. good both are super good the licensed music is not music you're likely to have heard like i was introduced to a lot of cool old 50 shit mm-hmm. from the sound the fallout soundtracks um, like when we did our Christmas karaoke last time, I did mm-hmm. a, a big iron, you know, from, from New Vegas. Like <laughs> nice. you get like, there's, this is good, it's good music. Mm-hmm. It's good music. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, yeah. it's a, uh, yeah. So you're not going to hear much of it in this episode because we went on for an hour and a half about, yeah. uh, <laughs> there's no real, there's no good way to separate that. But uh, just, you know, just take our word for it. If you haven't played it, dear yeah. God, like this and, is really and, good stuff. And music will, will show up in these episodes. So we'll probably end up, we'll hit on all the highlights throughout these three. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, but it's funny how like the good taste in music also kind of corresponds with the morally good side of this. Oh, <laughs> like yeah. the transgressive, like, Oh, here's songs about murder and a bunch of people. That's also really good. Goes to, uh, goes to three dog and his band of freedom fighters for the cause and all of the staid standard patriotic shit goes, you know, the, the Glenn Miller stuff goes to, uh, goes to the, uh, the enclave, right? Yeah. 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 Also, how weird is that? No one's made music for 200 years. Yeah, there's a quest about that. They, they have the ability. Well, I mean, but that's still not new music. Mm-hmm. That person who who that quest that you do, they they just record. Oh, I bring like, those are, I, yeah, I bring that up as a as as a downside to that. Yeah, because like like there's there's <laughs> ample abilities to record things. Mm-hmm. Like you run into audio logs yep. pretty consistently. Like <laughs> there's no reason for no one to have ever invented a guitar, like reinvented <laughs> a guitar. Like, just like just put that together. But like, boy, that's weird. Yep. Like just to have culture stop. Mm-hmm. Like that. I mean, I guess that's, that's Fallout is all about the fifties, but like, yeah. nobody does music. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Anywho. but uh, but yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> I about said Job. Uh, Gob is pretty upset about the uh, about the reception being bad, and this happens to be mm-hmm. uh, kind of a plot point. When you try to listen to GNR, um, it is also pretty staticky. But you hear yeah. uh, that uh, uh, three dogs talking to this real cool cat who just walked out of a vault, who's got some crazy ideas about water. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. So, so you know, you want to go to uh, to three dog, uh, or you know, you you could know that Moriarty will tell you too where where your dad went mm-hmm. as well. Um, he wants you to do a, do a quest for him where you go to a nearby town and uh, collect money for him. Oh wow, I didn't do that. Yeah, you can skip it. Um, you can skip it either by just heading towards three dog, or I think that um, if you're nice to Gob, he will give you the password for Moriarty's computer. Oh, okay. And it'll teach you this. So there's a couple different ways you can get around it. Yeah. Um, I, I, but, got, I got past it by uh, by, by just uh, doing a speech check and convincing him that I was uh, James's son. Yeah. Um, and he uh, he talks about like, oh, I remember when you were a baby, which again, the holes appear. Um, but essentially that, you know, your dad yeah. went to Galaxy News Radio. Mm-hmm. Um, so you went there and you're introduced to the first uh, subway. <laughs> um, with the first of many, like we won't, we won't talk about these in detail because there's almost nothing to them, but there's just lots of ghoul filled tunnels. Yeah, this is this is a, a a game known for its unprecedented wide openness. Like, oh gosh, it's, it's big sky country, right? Pick a direction mm-hmm. and go. That has made uh, a large portion of it is just hallways. <laughs> yeah, or at least a large portion of what you do on the main quest. Yeah, you know, like the large portion of the lower right of the map is just <laughs> subway, 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 subway. Yep, super bummer. Um, you know, and none of these parts are very fun. Like, I never really like exploring yeah. through these subways. Like. I, I fucking hate downtown so goddamn much. Yeah, it's, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't like it at all. Yeah, um, but uh, even when you get above ground, and you know, yeah. I, I, you, you get past the gates, and like when you think that this is a novelty, like the idea of opening up those gates and having a bunch of ghouls pour out, 
mm-hmm. is, is, is pretty cool when you think that's the only place that it's going to appear. Yeah. Um, and, you know, on the second, third and nth time, it is, it is terrible. But even when you get above ground, it's, it's corridors. Like all yeah. of it's just alleys and streets that are blocked off and it's, and it's, it feels super like a technological needles. constraint. Yes. You know, to me, like, and it, it's just kind of a bummer, like, cause the idea of doing an actual urban, uh, exploration and like a fallout game and oh, yeah. and four might do this i haven't gotten to the actual city you know i haven't gotten to boston and and, and fallout four yet um but that, that's that would be a cool idea me and me and my my roommate will were talking about like what would be a cool city to see fallout do and i wonder what like a new york city would look like because mm-hmm. i mean you wouldn't have that big wasteland but you'd actually have to do like a complicated urban area I wonder yeah if that like building be... to building or you know yeah yeah um, I wonder, or I would want to do outskirts of Chicago, mostly because like that area, you know, it was in tactics, but they haven't explored like that area. And there's a lot of cool shit about mm-hmm. what happened to, to the Midwest. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is, it is just hallways opening up to hallways. Yeah. And so much of the main quest stuff is you spend it here mm-hmm. um, in the lower right part of the map. Um, and that that's a, that's a real bummer. Um, after you get out of the, the subway hallways and get up into the above ground hallways, you run into some Brotherhood Paladins who are fighting super mutants. Mm-hmm. And even though you're just a plucky stranger, um, they're going to trust you to fight along with them. Um, and you uh, you know you kind of do the skirmish until you get to the 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 courtyard of Galaxy News Radio, and a behemoth shows up, which is the first like totally new monster. Yeah. So this is see, a yeah. super mutant. Yes, this is yeah. like I guess the idea, like this can happen to super mutants. Yeah, um, which yeah. cool. They're big. Uh, you can run into these sometimes, but this is very much a staged encounter with it. Yeah, they're not. I think there's one random one, and then there's one of them that's being held prisoner in like a raider camp. Okay, so they're, they're unique monsters, more or less in in the main game. Um, one of the things I was talking about how like it comes alive in this game to try to like fight things above your your weight class. Like, so since I was a melee character, I wasn't going to use the nuke, so I wanted <laughs> to kill him with my with my sword. Yeah, and and managed to kill him with my sword, which was fun. Oh wow, um, and hard, but it's because combat's trivialized by stimpacks. Like, if you just have <laughs> enough stimpacks, you'll get through anything. Yeah. You know, just pause and stim pack, pause and stim pack. Like, it's, you know, the combat's not, like, particularly deep yeah. in, in these games, especially when you're doing melee stuff and you can't aim for specific weak points. Yeah, yeah, it's just a, it's just a, a chance to hit the whole body. Yeah, I wonder why that is. Like, why they want you, like, aim for weak points. Um, I don't know. Like, like is it fair similitude? Like, I don't... Maybe? Yeah. Like, it, I don't know. It's, it, it seems like, uh, I don't know, but, like, when you, when you aim specifically for the head and when you crit, uh, it'll blow the head off. Like, I wonder if they just didn't account for what would happen if you crit attacked a particular part other than the head or even, like, it doesn't make sense to, like, just hit somebody's head off like it's a golf ball. Yeah, yeah. Like, I can I can hit, I can go for somebody's, like, arm. Like, I'm going to try to I try to attack somebody's arm with a sword. Mm-hmm. Like, that doesn't seem impossible yeah. to me, you know? Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh yeah it's 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 a little bit goofy and I'm happy that it wasn't me who had to limit himself like that. Well, I didn't have to. I was just trying to yeah. contrast. Yeah, know, yeah. Just to just play through. Had you had you done a, a melee? Uh, I've done build? all of these games for as much as like every one of these games and this one specifically as much as I complain about it. I've played through many many times and I've done in every way that you can. Okay. So I've done a melee build. I've done like an unarmed. I've done all kinds of shit. Yeah. So. Hmm. But yeah, this is a uh, this is a uh, kind of a set piece encounter because what they want you to do is is uh, and there's even a quest marker for it is go for a, a downed paladin who has this uh, nuke launcher who can shoot Fat Man 
<laughs> which are these yep. uh, these mini these mini nukes uh, at this uh, uh, behemoth to kill it and kind of pacify the entire area, so you can get in. They won't let you into uh, Galaxy News Radio until yep. uh, until this guy's down. Yeah. Yep. Again, just showing that weird like nukes are cool now because you you know you shoot it and it makes a big nuclear explosion. Everyone cheers. Yeah. Um, which is which is starting the the shitty like heroism like the amount that I was deified by the by the Brotherhood. <laughs> After playing the kind of character I played in this game was ridiculous. Um, you get in there and you meet Three Dog. Um, and he's like kind of like bigger than it needs to be <laughs> building. Like you have to make your way up to him. And he will not tell you where his dad is until you scavenge a dish off a lunar lander Yeah, um, for his radio station. Which I like that this has like like uh, concerns other than just gameplay mm-hmm. you know, or other than just quest design. Like this is actually going to make you be able to listen to the radio everywhere. Yeah. So like those quests are actually like... I'm in favor of. Yeah. It still doesn't make any sense why he wouldn't tell you since he's, you know, because <laughs> he's a warrior for the cause. Good. Yeah. Yeah. He's like... the good fight, you know, and it's this weird, like, no, you have to do this really dangerous chore. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care if you die. You have to do this chore for me before I'll give you one tiny piece of information. Yeah. Which I could tell you right now, there's no reason that I couldn't. I think you can talk your way out of it. Maybe. You can, yeah. Yeah. yeah you, def- but... you can definitely skip it. You can also just walk to where your dad's at if you know it. Yeah. And you can, you know, you can skip it and you can break large parts of this chest point or quest uh, chain. Yeah. Just by knowing. Which is fine. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> um, but th- this, he actually wants you to go do it. So um, through some more sewers. Yep. Through more sewers, you're introduced to more super mutants uh, and centaurs. Uh, were yes. centaurs in the previous two? I don't remember. Yes, they looked okay. a little different. Um, they were they're really rare. Like they're really the only concentration of them is in the uh, the tanker in Fallout Two. Okay, yeah, um, they were down there. Yeah, I remember that now. Yeah, yeah. But um, they're they're really disturbing here. Actually, they yeah, they're more, pretty great. They look more uh, uh, like they belong more in Silent Hill. Yeah, like they're yeah. more they're, the human aspect is more emphasized. Yeah, well, um, you can pick up uh, like mostly. I noticed I was picking up children's toys off of them. Yeah, which is that's pretty great. Yeah, um, <laughs> those, those these things are good. Um, so you're hanging towards the national mall, and like uh, there is like I think that the the game was really banking on this. I think that I'll give it a little bit of credit for this idea of seeing um, these kind of national points of pride destroyed. Yes. Being kind of neat, you know, because if, if they wanted to just pick an area that you'd recognize based on, thank you, uh, recognize on uh, landmarks, like this mm-hmm. is the most landmark rich area in our country. Yeah. Right. This is like so that like, beach from Futurama. <laughs> totally. Like, it, exactly. It's just, it's just postcard beach. Like, it's just <laughs> things, things that are on postcards in all in one location. Mm-hmm. Um, so they do a good job with that, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't have like a particular like ro- like romantic feeling towards this stuff. Like, I don't think that this any of this stuff, like, I, I don't have a strong sense of national nationalism. I guess mm-hmm. so it doesn't it doesn't have that for me but like I get it you know I get what they're going for I get it the sites that I'm seeing I mostly associate with being really sweaty and having my feet hurt <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah. it's like oh yes I remember that cool the, the the national mall and the reflecting pool is just like nothing but mosquitoes okay cool yeah <laughs> um, but uh, it's it's a little bit tough because I know that Bethesda is based around here so they're like ah yeah let's just make it our backyard yeah <laughs> <laughs> and you can go to the Bethesda building in the, in this game, which is yeah. must have been fun for those guys. Yep. Um, so, so essentially, you're heading to this technology museum. Yeah, which is which um, is in the middle of the National Mall, which is Super Mutant Central. Yes. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. So you're just kind of sneaking through these different themed areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, yeah. The uh, the planetarium yeah. is uh, kind of the, uh, the the gate to where you need to be um, because you're looking for a dish off of a, uh, a lunar lander. Uh, but all of the uh, power is going to this vault tech exhibit where you get to go see, uh, uh, you know, vault tech showing off their stuff, which is like, hey, the overseer can see it everywhere. So you never have to be alone again. Yeah. I, I like that reframing <laughs> of, of something terrifying. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this, and they also do a, like a pretty decent job in these games of having, uh, and the first time I noticed it was in Skyrim, but they do it here too, of having dungeons where you don't have to backtrack. Yes. Through. Um, so, cause you can get a key that lets you leave kind of right away. You get this custodian key. Mm-hmm. Um, there's yep. a little side quest thing too with the, the computer monitors in here with like one criminal hiding a stash. Yes. Uh, from another criminal. I never, like, I've never been able to successfully do this. Neither have I. Right? Like, I couldn't can, follow the clues. You can clues. lock yourself out of it. Yeah, yeah. You can, I think if you fuck up once, it, like, you can actually lock yourself out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure it's just, like, level loot. Like, I'm sure it's just a little bit of money and a couple of comms, so it doesn't yeah. matter that much. Yeah, but, but still, like, uh, the, the, the sense of accomplishment is a, is a real yeah. thing. Um, I, I'll say this. Um, any of the big indoor dungeons here, especially the ones above ground, I mm-hmm. kind of like a lot. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. I think I think it uh, I think it pulls them off. Yeah, I don't I don't have any real problem with them. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's probably not worth a ding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't have any any specific issue with them. I think I wish they had kind of different. Uh, what's the word? Like uh, different palette sets. Oh yeah, different different theming for sure. Like everything yeah. kind of has the same like lime green, uh, like faux art deco tiling. Is, yeah. uh, is 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 a real bummer. I, I, I would have loved to have seen a little bit of different interior architecture that wasn't just a dome or rotunda. <laughs> yeah, that would be that would that's my big thing. And then also facing different types of enemies. Yeah. Like when you know it's just going to be super mutant schools or raiders. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that's kind of, that's kind of a bummer. And like that's that's never been you know you fight humans ninety percent of the time in every other game as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why it bothers me more in in this game. Because you see them up close and you can see the different like features on them and kind of like, oh, you're just randomizing them using the same stuff that I took a tour, a tour through in my character creation. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's that too. Like, like that's part of it. And then also just like this, you know, it having these, these nods towards FPS, it feels more like, I feel like I fight more in this game than I did in the previous ones. Yep. Like you definitely, the body count is higher, Mm -hmm. you know, like you're, you're just doing, spending more time in combat. Yeah. in this game than you than you were in the the previous games so yeah like it just kind of i wish there was a wider variety of things to fight yeah um but you know it's i like the above ground dungeons as well mm-hmm. but yeah you grab this uh this dish and you run back to the uh to the washington monument which is cool because it's surrounded by these trenches like this really yeah. is a war zone um that, yeah. the, the, you, can, you can kind of stay above them or you can get knocked down into them and they're gonna like throw grenades and shit at you from blow <laughs> and clearing yeah. it's kind of fun Yep, it is. It is pretty cool. And there's lots of ammo down there if you decide yep. to go there. Uh, but uh, but yeah, you you know go past the Brotherhood Paladins uh, who are holding off these mutants and go up and fix the relay. Yeah, yeah. And then you can uh, you get good radio and and Three Dog is happy and he says <laughs> one of his happy things. Uh, yep, he's Three Dog because <laughs> two is too low. Um, so when you does he you, actually uh, say that? Yeah. <laughs> That's one of, the, one of the things he says. Oh, um, that's three dog for you. That's our three dog. Um, <laughs> but essentially, he talks to you. His dad's talking about this thing called Project Purity, and he went to Doctor Lin in Rivet City. Doctor Lee, yeah, or Doctor Doctor Lee, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, and and how the Enclave, you know, things are not getting better. The Enclave has been lying about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you could have gone to Rivet City if you were doing all of Moria's quest line. 
you mm-hmm. can totally break this just by going to Rivet City first. Yeah, which is cool. Um, like, I, I love the idea that you can just go find this research lab and they go, oh, Dad was a scientist, and then you skip all of downtown. Like, I want to try and do a run of this game that just never goes downtown. I, I like that idea, too, except for the fact that, like, if you want the radio station, uh, like, yeah, you, ha- you, know, you have to do this quest. Like, and then I really like the radio station in this game. So, like... Yeah. You know, I want to listen to those songs, but I was listening to podcasts and I was fine. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean that's fine too. If you if you already you know, yep. it's a good soundtrack, but it's not going to be. Yeah, you, know, you can also replace it. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're onto the, this is considered a new quest for no good reason. Um, <laughs> scientific pursuits, um, yeah. pursuit of dad, scientific pursuits, pursuing purity, it, per- pursuing uh, in his footsteps for science. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so so you head on down to uh, to Rivet City. Mm-hmm. There's I was joking about this in in Twitter about the dialogue in this game because when you get to Rivet City, um, Harkness is the guard there. Um, the poll quote they chose for River, Rivet City is Harkness saying like, "Welcome to Rivet City." please wait while I lower the bridge. And that's like, that's the poll quote that says the most about Rivet City. Imagine if we were doing like a bonfire side chat-esque podcast about Fallout 3 and got to the episode on Rivet City and we had to choose like dialogue for Rivet City. And we chose that. Like, please wait while I extend the bridge. Uh, um, and I felt bad because I was like, oh, Rivet City is such a huge part of this game. And it's a, it's a cool idea. It's, right? it's cool. It's cool. At the, yeah, it's it's a cool idea. But I've got nothing. I've got nothing, yeah. Gary. I've <laughs> they, got yeah, nothing. There's a couple like little side questy things, but like at at best they're they're pretty boring. At worst they're like kind of gross. Like there's kind of a gross one where like a, a lady is trying to there's this guy who take, is taking a religious vow of celibacy mm-hmm. and she's trying to get him to to leave the church for her and you use like drugs like you essentially date rape him. <laughs> Like you oh, give him, man. give her ant pheromones to give to her, which is like Ugh. a super charisma drug. And like, yeah, yeah. you know, that that's this kind of sensitivity that, you know, 2015 gives me. It, it's not the sensitivity I had in 2008, but like. Hey, even yesterday is, a, is, is in the past, man. Yeah, it's it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's just kind of gross. And but then like characters wise, like River City, like every character in a Bethesda game is the most boring character in a Bethesda game. Like, <laughs> you know, Dr. Lee is terrible. Her her assistant, who is supposed to have like a shade of moral gray to her because she's kind of jerky and then joins the Enclave spoilers. She's mm. terrible. Like none of these characters are good. Yeah. Um. Essentially. So but you do get a lot of backstory here. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like like the uh, R- Rivet City is uh, I forget which aircraft carrier it is, but it was decommissioned and it kind of like washed up here. And eventually uh, survivors decided to uh, uh, kind of uh, kind of agglutinate around it because of the uh, because of the science bay. Like, uh, yeah. like that, like the, the, that was the, the, the center of this. And then everybody decided, well, this is actually pretty safe because it's in the water and we can extend the bridge to let good people in. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, I take it back. That's a, that's a good, <laughs> that is the defining feature. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's like, it's, it's this little, uh, kind of like pocket community. Yeah. 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 It's, I mean, it's not a pocket. It's, it's the biggest, it's the biggest settlement. Yeah, in, it's still a pocket. World. It's a big pocket. Yeah. It's like a cargo it's, short. <laughs> it is it's a cargo short. Um, it, this, this city's got deep pockets. Um, and you learn from I could put a Game Gear in Rivet City. <laughs> Girl, I'm going to put a Game Gear. Um, <laughs> I'm going to put a Game Gear in you? Oh, no. <laughs> like, uh, Continue. Uh, Dr. Lee knows who you are. And uh, she says she worked with your mom and dad years ago. It turns out 
um, they want they were working on this thing called Project Purity. Yeah, and that's this idea of uh, essentially like a big water purification. Mm-hmm. Uh, system and you can kind of get hints of the need for this like if you talk to certain people in rivet city every once in a while their incidental dialogue will be about how the, the even here like the water is bad yeah and irradiated and they give you this i like i think the idea is supposed to be everyone is slowly dying because there's not enough pure water you yeah. never really see that like everyone seems fine the, the, i never get the sense that like if i didn't do anything things would get worse the most they nod to it is kind of beggars who are outside of cities like hey give me some water Please, yeah. like most of the, and by most of the big cities, I mean Megaton and Rivet City yeah, have somebody the, the in front of the. <laughs> yep, the two cities have people in front saying like, "Hey, can you give me some pure water? I've tried drinking the irradiated stuff, but I just vomit it back up. Please help me." Yeah, uh, there's no yeah. real sense of a time to- of like a like a ticking time bomb on this. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't feel like it has any kind of urgency to it. Yeah, uh, which you know Bethesda not text. <laughs> the um. So that's Project Purity, and Dad abandoned it when when you were born. Yeah, yeah, because uh, because your mom died. Like you saw that. Like after right after you yeah. emerged and you chose your face, uh, all of a sudden, like oh no, her vitals <laughs> are unstable. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and you think that's in the vault, but it actually wasn't, which nope. is kind of interesting. And you you you, know, you, <laughs> you you go back to the uh, you go back to the vault, and he just wanted a good life for you. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, though, he changed his mind. Yeah, each was the others. Each was the other's world entire. That is yep. one of my favorite lines from a book. The road, um, but uh, but yeah, he he kind of gave up the future of humanity for you, which yeah. is uh, fuck, man. I don't know. I guess like, it's trying to trying to make you feel indebted, you know, like a sense of a sense of indebt. Yeah, feel feel a sense of debt. Yeah, to it, which is a lot of pressure to put on a kid. <laughs> uh, but he's he's at the Project Purities of the Jefferson Memorial. Mm-hmm. Um, you head over there, and you can find his audio logs. Um, yeah, there. Which, uh, one, you can find one that's, like, probably from the night you were conceived <laughs> about him, like, getting together with your mom, which is kind of weird. Like, um, But really about uh, Dr. Braun, um, mm-hmm. and he worked on the Guck. Yeah. Which, uh, you know. Which in the is, past was just kind of, like, some protein bars and a little bit of pure well, water. They never, they never said seeds. what the Guck was. No? But that's I, what, that's, they, well, they do in, like, the Fallout Bible. Okay. It's never in the game does it say what it is. That's what I think it should be. This is, in, in the things that fallout 3 ruins about fallout the geck is like low on the list because there are lots of things not ruins but like recontextualizes in a stupid way yeah the way the geck works in this game is dumb oh and that and that it can instantly kill you if you activate it at the wrong time creating a gigantic jungle (laughs) what it's a cool image but it's a dumb idea yeah what how does that work that's just straight up magic like that doesn't have anything to do with like because i mean the geck would be like you know a lot of horticultural cultural guides and like seeds and stuff like that makes mm-hmm. sense um, for a gek. And in two, when they say like, oh, it is going to like when the primitive tribes people that you start out with in two are talking about it, the fact that they think that it instantly creates a paradise mm-hmm. is because they're so removed from the original source. They're primitive tribes people. Yeah. I mean, but sufficiently again, advanced technology, blah, blah, blah. Exactly. Yeah. And it's just, it's on the list of things that people from Fallout 3 did not understand about the source material. <laughs> and if, they had, if they had only consulted with a 25-year-old Gary Butterfield. Absolutely. Like, <laughs> just like, I would have been down. My life would have been so different. It's just been like a creative consultant for Fallout living in Bethesda, Maryland. Um, you know, because it's like, that's not what the Garden of Eden created. That, and that's stupid. It's not even, they wouldn't even need me. They just need somebody there to be like, you know what? Just having the thing magically create a jungle when you open a magic briefcase, maybe that's kind of dumb, guys. <laughs> like, why did no one stop them? <laughs> and also, so if it can do that, why are we t- stripping it for parts to make this thing? <laughs> it just makes a gigantic verdant paradise. <laughs> why on earth would we like we're, we're just going to like grab the screws out of it? 
to make to make this i don't know it's just it's already a magic device like you don't need to like <laughs> magic exists in this world so like follow that yeah it's it's <sighs> it's yeah it's it's really it's a really strange yeah. choice what they did with the gak play your par three steps come on <laughs> yeah yeah Ugh. yeah uh, but uh <laughs> but yes that is that that is your next goal is to uh, yeah. is, is to uh kind of chase after your dad um and this gak right yes um, so you're heading there. You're trying to find uh, the entrance to this vault where where Braun is, mm-hmm. and uh, you actually it's it's hidden in a, a a mechanic shop. Yeah, like a garage. Yeah, yeah which I, I think is a, a nod to the uh, the Brotherhood, or which, which there's a base in Fallout One or Two that's that's hidden behind. This yeah, kind something of, like that. You're the behind a junkyard kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you get there, and and, the, and a droid's like, "Hey, you're behind schedule. <laughs> have, a, have a jumpsuit." I, I love the the threat of joy, of droids having no concept of time. Yeah, I really <laughs> like that. They do cool things with that in four. Yeah. Um, the uh, and so you're getting in these these virtual reality pods. Yes. These, and uh, the, one of the one of the more memorable like sequences in this game, I think. I dig this um, a bunch. Yeah, I think this is pretty great. Like I yeah. and and it actually you know it's one of the few parts in the game where like yeah thank you um, where it actually does there are multiple ways to complete it that are all make sense and feel good mm-hmm. you know feel complete and not morally stupid you're morally black and white yeah um which i mean they are but it, it just feels better like the alternate quest completions here are are pretty memorable mm-hmm. you can tell a lot of effort was put into this not like a shellbridge cradle level of effort no no, no. um but uh but yeah this is definitely a different look and feel it's that plays into cradles <laughs> yes yeah. <laughs> it is at the one half cradle uh, yes. <laughs> but uh but you wake up in this uh in this virtual reality yes. um uh that is perfectly black and white and you are a child in here yes. and this well, is like a leave it to beaver style uh style uh, sitcom paradise well yeah and that's when i, when I say i like this part of the reason why is this is an example of them getting like a neat thing <laughs> out of Fallout. like this is a cool way of them playing with 50s nostalgia mm-hmm. you know like this is an element that they haven't really done this directly or touched on in in this way in the series like this kind of like what what life would have been like before the bombs and people you know literally trying to recapture that in this way because we I mean, we haven't talked about it but like jesus christ guys clean the skeletons <laughs> off the yard like, just because the the apocalypse game doesn't mean you can't move the skeletons mm-hmm. from inside your town to outside of your town <laughs> that's like, like one of the first things they there, did Doc. in the stand like yeah, just, get rid of the skeletons even the shittiest person in the apocalypse harold was out there moving corpses like cordwood like come no, on absolutely man. or even just like like you don't have to just like live here with a big pile of rusted shopping carts like <laughs> yeah. i'm not saying you have to like recycle them just move them to another place there's plenty of space just get <laughs> yeah. all of the garbage out of your you have town. all the space in the world like oh man so much elbow room yeah. like there's like, time just... now there's time. <laughs> there's time enough to clean <laughs> like just just you know you don't have to have this like broken pile of trash on your crown like just yeah. move it outside um yeah it is oh, man really fuck it. even the, the walking live. dead they're like making a farm in the prison yard like come on a daisy yeah. through concrete listen to some fucking eels for once in your life yeah. fuck <laughs> yeah it is, it is really really weird the way that people don't care <laughs> just relish and wallow in it like 20 years after the after the apocalypse and like one and two i understand but yeah <laughs> like you well, shouldn't it, be eating cram it's called yeah. cram yeah <laughs> I always thought cram was a drug, so I'd pick it up whenever I saw it. And then I was like, oh, no, it's, it's just a food called cram. It's, it's, it's Fritos. It is 
It is a yeah. ball of Fritos around some chewed up gum. Come on. <laughs> some gum. Whether it lasts. Yeah. Because when, when you go to a Raiders base and they just have all these corpses around, it's like, okay, you guys are badass, you know? Yeah. And then you go to the civilized town and they just have just as many skeletons. What are you supposed yeah. to think? It gets good. Like, it's like you don't drop them in the well. The yeah. bodies are going to contaminate the well. Yeah. Didn't a, a single doctor didn't survive. What? They, well, there's at least one doctor who survived because it's the whole point of the game. And if he wanted to do you know, a lot for the water quality of, of this world, he could have started telling people to get rid of their skeletons. Fuck my kids. Save all the other kids. All the, yeah. Fuck my, like, like this game should have just been 20 minutes. It was you. You were born in the wasteland. And you fucking died a horrible death. And then the <laughs> ending credits. <laughs> yep. And then, and hopefully, you know, your death inspired some people to get rid of some skeletons. Uh, so and this just, is me saying get rid of skeletons. I never yeah. say that. No, no, just like, no. Put them in a museum. Make them you the Gary Butterfield Memorial Museum <laughs> to skeletons. Museum in in the Capital Wasteland. Yeah, there's going to be more skeletons if you fucking make more of them. Get some yeah. vegetation <laughs> and clean water and make more skeletons. It's true. They can be babies for a second. Babies are okay. Adults fresh skeletons. <laughs> ugh. Yeah. Fuck! You made me really angry. I'm on your side there's, now. There's lots of <laughs> there's lots of skeletons around here. You guys got to. You know, well, I figured like your your propensity towards neatness would, would at least have you on my side. No, for because, sure. No, like I can I can get in here and I can be down with it. But oh boy, oh boy. I, again, I, I keep bringing up Fallout Four and it's gonna p- piss people off. Cleaning in Fallout Four is really satisfying. I'm sure because you're like making order out of chaos. Oh my yeah, god, you, I'm so looking you, forward to making you my scrap base garbage and you yeah. do it. Like it's really satisfying to no, clean this, up. No, this this is useless. This is it's from like, the old world, well, Gary. Yeah. This vacuum cleaner, it's from the old world. However, I can make yeah. it into something more neat and more clean than any vacuum yep. cleaner ever could have been. It has one gear and one screw in it. So oh, you might boy. as well break it down. Yep. You know, what? I'm going to take that gear. I'm going to put it over here. I'm going to take that screw and I'm going to put it over there, and everything is going to be right with the world. Exactly. And if you have skeletons, make yourself a skeleton shed. <laughs> put them in. You don't need just, just, just put a, have the skeletons all be in one place. Put them in a place. Just put them in a place. Skeletons need their sleep. Gary, I've got to record the level in twenty five minutes. We got to go. <laughs> okay, well, I, I, you might have to punt that a little bit. Let's, a little bit uh, yep. Let's, uh, let's continue. All right, um, uh, but yes, tranquility lane. <laughs> skeleton sheds aside, yes. uh, this is pretty cool because there's uh, kind of like one little girl in the middle of this kind of circular town uh, that is very much a, it's a good life kind of style, yeah. right? Like she's wearing evil eyeshadow. So you know yeah. that she's bad. <laughs> yep. Um, and uh, and she is kind of encouraging you to do terrible things, starting with making one small child cry uh, and escalating up towards um, killing the entire town. Which which I love that, like, because you can do it. And she's like, don't make it too obvious. Um, mm-hmm. And you can just make it obvious if you want. Oh, yeah. Um, and she's fine with it. But you can also, there's cool, tricky ways you can do all this stuff. So like the kid, you tell him that his parents are getting divorced. And, you know, <laughs> one of the people you have to kill, you leave like a roller skate on the top of the stairs. Yeah. Things like that. Um, the, my favorite one is the breaking up the marriage one. <laughs> I like, like that, too. Because yeah. you just uh, bring the uh, the panties to the yeah. to, to, to the wife. Yeah. Well, there's multiple ways to do all of them. Yeah. Which is which is really cool. Like, you can also, you can find out through talking to other people about that there was, like, an affair scare between that couple before. Yep. And you can, you know, uh, use that, like, leverage that against them as well. Yep. It's pretty neat. Um, there's also somebody who's in the the simulation who knows it's a simulation. <laughs> yep. It's, a, it's the, uh, uh, pardon my, my language here, the crazy old lady. Yeah. And and she tells you, you know, there's an abandoned house you can go into, and there's actually, like, a cool little music puzzle. I love this. This is so yeah. good. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. Um, where you can, uh, you know, you play these items in a certain order to create this mm-hmm. little tune. Yeah. It'll, 
opens up a terminal. It's the uh, it's the motif of the entire stage is what you're trying to play. Like there's no there's no clue other than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a cool musical puzzle, and because there are different ways to complete it, it's not that you know if you're not musically inclined, it's no problem. Yeah, you know, um, and that allows you to uh, set up the scenario. Um, where the Chinese military invades. <laughs> invades and kills everybody, which yep. um, in one sense is kind of fucked up. Like everybody always ends up dying. Like you can't have them wake up, you know, with really long fingernails and uh, emaciated. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And we yep. should reveal that Betty, um, <laughs> this, uh, the, this young girl who is uh, this mysterious stranger um, in the middle of everything is, uh, is actually Dr. Braun. And as you are kind of defying her and interacting with her, she uh, kind of slips in and out of this German accent. Yeah. She, she's, she's been amming these people. Mm-hmm. Like she's, I have no mouth and I must screaming these people. Yeah. Like why would I, you know, try to recreate the old world when I can have as much power as possible to create whatever world I want. Which yeah. is like megalomaniacal, but also completely understandable as a motivation for a yeah. for a flawed human who is a sociopath, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and so, like when you when you look at this terminal in uh in, in the abandoned building, when you hack this and kind of get a sense of it, like that she has been torturing them for years and years, so putting them out of their misery is not actually that bad of a thing. No, yeah, no, um, yeah. So, so eventually you, you get out either through, if you just obey everything she said, you'll get out as well. Yeah. yeah. You can just murder everybody and, uh, you know, get out. And when you murder everybody, you do it by becoming the pint sized slasher, <laughs> um, which is a, an urban legend in this world. Like you can see little newspapers and loading screens and stuff, yeah. but you get this mask and, and, and a knife and you become the pint sized slasher, which is, you know, pretty fun. And one thing you can do in the PC version of this game is use the console to change the size of anything. Mm-hmm. So I like doing, you know, little bitty, uh, Liberty prime. And like, you know, because it doesn't change the effects. It's just cute and funny. Um, but making yourself like the really little bitty pint size slasher is pretty great because you have the same mm-hmm. model. You're just like 12 inches tall <laughs> and go around doing all your murder deeds. Yeah. Pretty into it. Um, yeah. So either way you get out and uh, you can actually decide something for, for Dr. Braun if you can get into his uh, into the overseer's office. Mm-hmm. I don't think I was able to do it this this time because I wasn't spec'd for that high enough of a computer skill. Yeah, I wasn't there by this point in the game either. So yeah. I think that I kind of left him in an empty world with nobody with nobody to manipulate, which I think is a big enough punchment. Yeah, which which is a bummer. Yeah. Um, it turns out your dad was in that simulation too. He was a dog named Doc. <laughs> um, you know, tables are turned. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> rough, rough. I'm a dog. Yeah. So he says, like, hey, let's go to Project Purity. If you're a sucker, you walk back to Project Purity with oh, your dad. Oh, no. Fast travel. Fast travel. Yeah, just, just fast travel. Like, don't don't do that. Yeah. Um, but because yeah, he'll die. He'll die. I don't think he can die. I think he's plot essential. He'll he'll pass out. I suppose. But that point. takes time. That takes a lot of time. <laughs> you're all the way across the map. Like, this is your first story reason to go as far west as you are now, which is like three quarters of the way to the far western border. Um, so you head, you head back there. You get to the Jefferson Memorial. Or you get back to Rivet City. Um, James says, hey, with this GEC, we can do Project Purity. And uh, all the scientists head over to the Jefferson Memorial, essentially a sinking <laughs> Rivet City, I think. Um, you know, <laughs> like, what are they going to do? And and uh, when you get there, it's like, okay, there are super mutants here. You have to clear it out. Yeah. Okay, like, it's been a little while since we had combat, so let's have a dungeon. Um, <laughs> you clear this out, uh, and then the scientists all come in. Dad tells you mom's favorite Bible verse again. Yep. Again, uh, reminder two one six. Yes. Okay. Yep. Fine, Dad. Thank you. Whatever. Yep. Okay. Here, this <sighs> is this is a part. I mean, this is kind of related to a to a 
side quest thing, but it's it's worth bringing up here how weird the mor- morality and like the fact that you're just a chore boy in this game is. Yeah, because because he so he's talking like he's like your dad starts commenting on things you've done. Um, and to me, like, since I've been a real bastard, he's like, you know, I've heard some terrible things, son. <laughs> did you really blow up the bomb in Megaton? And then you can be like, yeah, I did. Fuck you. You don't know me. <laughs> and then he goes, I'm very disappointed. Now go into the basement and change this fuse. <laughs> and like, that's, okay. that's literally the, like the, the set of, and just like, oh, like you don't care. Like, yeah, you can't just tell me what to do. Like, I just blew up this, like, why do you want to work with me? It's, yeah. it's really strange. Like, you have no reason to trust me. No, no. Why do you think I'm not going to blow you up? I just blew up the town for shits, dude. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't value hundreds of lives. Therefore, I don't value the one life, you, which caused all this mess to begin with. Which is like, it's, you know, as a narrative, if you're doing it as a heroic narrative, it makes sense where it's like, yeah, father and son, science buddies, mm-hmm. you know, solving science crimes. Like, I, I like that. And it works. It's fine. You know, but it's, it doesn't, it's like they shouldn't have allowed for the evil options yeah. you know it's like they 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 re it's just another thing they didn't understand where they're like oh like you know fallout the earlier fallouts had like this kind of moral complexity we have to allow you to be a shithead sometimes they yeah they they did but it feels like i i, I don't know like the the whole idea of a start point like how do you choose that starting point because yeah. what like fallout 4 again sorry to keep bringing this up but like it starts you out in a happily married heterosexual re- relationship Mm-hmm. Well, it can be, it can be a lesbian relationship. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Her, um, yeah, yeah, but um, but like any of these, like yeah, it's, it it starts you out in this position, like as a nineteen year old kid. But the character creation lets you <laughs> lets you make like a like a grizzled old scarred up you know seventy year old war veteran. Yeah, you know, like yeah. it's it, it is it is such a it's that like there there's a conflict and a tension between those two things freedom and what we want this to be and obviously what they want it to be is this you are a 19 year old idealist scientist who's going to follow in your father's footsteps quite literally by the quest log yeah <laughs> yeah that, that's that's exactly what they want yeah um, which so like i can get down like i'm fine with that narrative if everything around it is cool but everything around it isn't cool yeah, it's not it's not very even that's not very satisfying. It just makes more like it's what the it's the path of least resistance. It feels less dissonant, right? Yeah, it's it's less dissonant, but it's still not very interesting. Yeah. So it, it's less it's less bad but not more good. Um so yeah, that, that's a that's a weird part. But he's just telling you to go do chores and it's like there's tons of people around. There's like literally a guy dressed up like a handyman. <laughs> like send that jabroni, you know, but but so so you so you head down to unclog the pipes and do the things and while this is just an excuse to get you out of the room so the enclave can come yeah yeah you're stuck uh, in a pipe and then the uh, the the verd the verd birds or whatever they are come yeah. down and uh, your dad is trapped in the middle of Project Purity in the rotunda and uh, yeah. he makes his heroic sacrifice to um, Augustus Autumn who I think they're trying to set up as a as a good villain but he's not no um, Augustus Autumn is also not very interesting um, he's <laughs> just evil but cruel. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Um, is this is this Autumn? Because I think he dies. He doesn't. He if you watch him really closely, he injects himself with like something before this happens. Oh, shit. Yeah. So I he survives know. it. Yeah, it's definitely Autumn. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's just supposed to make you like he killed my dad. You know, you that sabotage the <laughs> thing to kill everybody. Yeah. Um, in there and take them with him. Yeah. And then. Yeah. So your dad is dead, just like Picard before him, and you have yep. to escape. I didn't have enough stim packs to save the entire uh, the entire science crew, but uh, you yeah. are headed through a, a a sewer that conveniently leads to the Citadel. Is this supposed to be the Pentagon? Yep. Okay. Cool. Yeah, the Citadel is the Pentagon, um, and this is so he, now we're in like the the Brotherhood chore boy section of the game. Yeah. Like, 
and the uh, the whole DLC, the Broken Steel thing, which we'll talk about in the third episode, is like where you're really just an errand boy for the Brotherhood of Steel. But it starts here. Yeah, the shitty version of the Brotherhood. <laughs> the worst. So yeah. you run into the Brotherhood. It's like it's so intentional. Like you're you're here, and the Brotherhood. Like when you talk about their story, it's like, well, the Brotherhood were these technological zealots on the West Coast. We showed up here and decided we cared more about people than we did about that, mm-hmm. and then decided to, to to just do. So it's like they decide. It was like an active decision to be less interesting. Yeah, yeah. It like was like really, okay, we could be going around gathering as much pre-war technology as we could, making sure it works, and being these uh, science monks, right? Yeah, which gets my boner going. Yeah, um, like, <laughs> immoral science monks get me get me going in my yeah. trunks. Like, yeah, no, no, I, I'm going to have dog. to wash my shorts. All right, yeah, but it's <laughs> just like I like I really like like you know in in one they were kind of like shitheads and they were using the wastelanders to like do their dirty deeds mm-hmm. and two they had like fallen from power and like were a shadow of their former selves and couldn't stand up to the enclave and they were actually like yep. a meaningful contrast and even after Here, this in new vegas they, they they lacked so much empathy that like veronica was great like yeah. it was it was wonderful to have this apostate scribe who was like okay we got to find more balance they moved too far in the other direction yeah but, like, exactly. <laughs> like they did something whereas here they're just like i think you're like every time they show up it's like whenever the enclave's not on screen we should be thinking hey we're not the enclave <laughs> whenever the, the brotherhood of yeah. steel is on screen we've been thinking yeah. hey where's the brotherhood of steel and this is where my prevailing assumption that the brotherhood is always like military fuckheads came from like yeah the, like the fact that god this this series is uh the, the, their their tagline is war never changes i don't fucking care about the war yeah but they they're trying to make me care about the war war is narsh gary yeah Ugh. yeah war is narsh man it is it is not that interesting and it is it's it's trying to do like a power fantasy right like mm-hmm. you're supposed to just feel really cool going into battle with these guys you're supposed to feel really cool when you get the power armor training yeah. things like that and it's never been about that like yeah. it doesn't like getting getting the power armor in the earlier ones like felt like something that you had to like not like compromise your morals but you like did really hard work for it yeah and it was like a like they grudgingly gave it to you you know like it was like a quest like you had to like go and convince people to get the requisition orders to get it it wasn't just like everyone seeing you and immediately thinking you're the messiah and they're going to trust you to do everything mm-hmm. you know in this and it just it's so and every member of it is really lame like like uh god lions and the whole lion's pride yeah they're supposed to make you care about that like this is the rough riders right yeah like, they, these they, are the, the real guys. heroes yeah like they call me ghost because you won't see me coming after i snipe you and like that, that's your dialogue line that's what you got the way you can just talk to everybody about the same three things yep. like, you just be like what do you know about super mutants can what can you tell me about the brotherhood goodbye <laughs> yeah. and they all just have like minor variations on that that don't lead anywhere mm-hmm. like they're really really seamy characters there's a weird thing you can run into um uh maxon's grandson uh who is like the the founder of the brotherhood of steel mm-hmm. who's being raised by lions which is just like if if you know i'm not i don't care that much about this but if i was it'd be like a real because it's just ensuring that the future of this brotherhood of steel is going to suck because <laughs> like the, the you know the weird maxon who's who's you know kind of a maniac and shithead is being raised by the blandest you know, incarnation of the Brotherhood of Steel ever <laughs> to be a new generation of of milk toast cornmeal brotherhood. Yeah, the, the Brotherhood sucks. Yep, in, uh, in this version, they're really bad. And and also, the Citadel couldn't be more annoying to navigate. Yeah, like the it is really really annoying to get around this thing. Yeah, this is this is where I especially went into like, I am going to spend as little time here as possible. So I'm going to follow the quest markers. I'm going to get out and just focus and think about the interesting things about this game. Yeah, because like this, it is downhill. 
um, you know, for the most part yeah. from there. So, so you, uh, eventually, um, you talk to scribe Rothschild, um, who's in front of this giant robot who we'll talk about later. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. he says in order to kind of you to figure things out, we need to get access to a vault tech computer, mm-hmm. looks at an area list of vaults and, uh, you know, finds out that we actually need to uh, get to Vault ninety seven. I vault, miss. Yeah, I, yeah I, 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 I didn't transcribe this correctly. No, it's okay. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You get to Vault ninety seven, um, which are through the uh, the little lamplight caverns, mm-hmm. um, where you're introduced to uh, Mayor McCready um, <laughs> of Little Lamplight, which is another town. Um, this is a, the, a subterranean town where the kids were able to survive uh, the uh, the bombs dropping because of the natural protective uh, properties of the ground. This is the only way into the vault because of the uh, uh, the, the super mutants on the ground. But uh, but yes, this is a perpetual society of kids. So how uh, uh, how many how many years has it been since the bombs fell? Two hundred, Gary. And so this was if you look at there's audio there's computer logs in here that talk about like the field trip. Yes. That was the basis of the society. Mm-hmm. How are they making new kids? Are these kids just fucking? Oh, Gary, I, I think they are. I think this is like a straight up rule of rose kind of thing, except without the lesbianism. I think so, too. It's kind of like I, they put that together where I'm like, this is kind of gross. Like these kids are definitely having sex and, and procreating because mm-hmm. they have to leave when they're 16. Uh, 18. Um, 18. Yeah. And that's when you go to Big Town, um, <laughs> which is four huts and, and <laughs> yeah, which is a death sentence. Like this yeah, is this is straight up like a never, never land kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, so you have to go, but it's just like it's weird. These kids are just boning down like nobody's business. It's it's um, it's, it's, it's the end of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like for just just to to get their turtle turtle space going or what have you. <laughs> I think I remember that. But they, they call uh, they call uh, adults mungos. Yeah, which is a word that feels like a racial slur. It does. It worlds. really, really does. Yeah, um, it makes me uncomfortable to say for some reason. And uh, before the you can speech check your way past this, um, but before they want you to rescue some kids from Paradise Falls. Yeah, and this is probably the second moral choice it can make, Gary. Tell yeah. me. Um, yeah, give or take. Um, I didn't. I ended up bypassing this because of a speech check. Oh wow! Um, but I didn't want to do it anyway because I was playing evil and and had recently enslaved people for Paradise Falls. Okay, and didn't want it was against everything I believed in to rescue people from it. So okay, yeah, yeah, no, no. And I always played these games as an abolitionist. I think I've talked about this before. So oh, I mean, it, it is by far the most. <laughs> satisfying way to do it oh my gosh like, again i was just like, i was just doing this for experimentation no, de- definitely like no i i straight up walter white did this or white yeah. white did this like i just walked in and i was like i don't care if you have a name i'm killing you yeah yeah and it, it, it's fun to kill uh big camps full of raiders <laughs> um yeah or you know again like i can just come and go as i free as i, as I please one of the cool <laughs> things they do with moral stuff in this and uh uh they don't do it very often, but every once in a while, someone will recognize you for being shitty. And mm-hmm. that also made me think of Breaking Bad. Oh, yeah. Like when you try to get in here and they're just like, hold it right there. And you have an option where it's like bad karma in parentheses. Like, you know who I am, right? And then you do that and then they, they let you in. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, that makes me feel like a uh, like a Heisenberg kind of figure. Yeah. Which is satisfying. Mm-hmm. Say my name. Come on. Yeah. Just do it. Exactly. It's exactly. It's very similar to that. Yeah. So tell tell me about this quest that I bypassed in this in this run through. It wasn't really a quest. <laughs> <laughs> just a big murder, murder spree. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, here's a big place full of uh, slavers. I don't believe in slavery. So I'm mm-hmm. going to walk up to this and treat it like a combat dungeon, which is I'm going to kill everybody who tries to kill me. Um, and I ended up raiding their uh, their clinic. 
and their mm -hmm. store. Um, and everybody who didn't try to kill me was uh, possibly uh, somebody I was trying to rescue, which I ended up trying to set them free. I also mm -hmm. killed, uh, uh, what's his name, Eulogy Jones, which is a great name. Yeah. <laughs> um, from his heart-shaped love den. Uh, yes. <laughs> which which is, uh, this is a place where you can get another companion, which is, again, with, with 2015 sensitivity, kind of gross, where you buy one of his like sex slaves yep. to be your companion. What's her name? Uh, I can't remember. Yeah. She doesn't have a personality. She is gross, though. She does, like, start talking, like, she does start coming on to you and stuff uh, with, the, with this weird suggestion that her, like, over-flirtiness and sexualness is not a function of her being a slave. It's just how she is, and she just happened to have found the perfect job. Mm. <laughs> you just, uh, like, uh, being a sex slave was the thing like, I was born to be. You, if you're a sub, okay, but, like, there's a lot of stuff around this that makes that really uncomfortable. Well, yeah, it's it's it's, it's <sighs> not even, it's not sex work, and it's not... You know, it's sex slavery, which nobody's in favor of, like, yeah. no matter how sex positive you are. Um, yeah, it's a pretty gross, she's a pretty gross character. Um, yeah. But anyway. No, no, but I just I just went in here and killed everybody. That was the extent of the quest. And it was a really satisfying uh, uh, kind, of, kind of approach. This is probably the most lucrative score that I got. Mm. Uh, just because there are a lot of uh, kind of, like, big weapon kind of stuff. And that, that, uh, that, that, that ammo is always very valuable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So after you do that, um, you let everybody out, you head back to the lamplight. And uh, again, uh, like kind of a place that's a nightmare to navigate. Um, <laughs> you know, they're banishing this kid because it's his birthday. He wants you to uh, to escort him to, to Big Town, but you don't have to. <laughs> uh, I'll talk about that, uh, that that quest in the side quest kind of thing. Oh, boy. <laughs> it's actually, like, if I remember, it's actually not the worst one because it's... of how you can set up defenses for it. But, like... It's not great or anything, and, yeah. and Big Town is is ridiculous. It's like yeah. six houses and four it's, people. It's a it's a motor inn, is what it yeah. is. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but you have to get a yeah. There's a computer lock door that gets you um, into the vault, or you can go through a place called Murder Row, <laughs> yeah. um, which I, I went through Murder Row because again I I bypassed this and didn't have the skills to do otherwise. Mm -hmm. But Murder Row is not that bad. Um, mm -hmm. It's like five super mutants on yeah. a path. So yeah, which I like the idea of skipping uh, kind of tedious content. Uh, yeah. because of your skill rolls, like I will yeah. always roll, the especially to make your standard. way to, to tedious content. Oh no, I know. Right. Uh, it's, uh, this, this, this vault. Yeah. It's sawdust all the way down. Uh, yeah. but this gets you to the, uh, to the quest called finding the garden of Eden. Yes. Um, which, uh, you're, you're in a vault here and, uh, the idea, like I get the idea that, uh, this is where they started. They were doing experimentations. <sighs> on fev the entire time here right this is the east coast version of the mariposa lab that we found in fallout one yes yeah which is you know okay well the you know the Mar the, the lab I in mean, fallout one had a like a like a strong was... like presence to it and like yeah. one of the things i, I reckon again i know you're we're on a little bit of time crunch so i apologize for going <laughs> on these tangents but keep doing it a little bit um one of the things not only did they make uh the brotherhood shitty and less complicated mm -hmm. in this they made super mutants not complicated in a way oh yeah which like they never were like that complicated but like consider this right in fallout one the super mutants thought they were doing good mm -hmm. like the master who you talk to thinks like hey we can create a radiation resistant stronger version of humanity yep. and if we can get the bugs out and create intelligent ones then we're doing the right thing mm -hmm. you know and like what are they in Fallout Three? They're goddamn ogres. <laughs> yep, like they're orcs. They're just uh -huh. no, they're just they, reskinned orcs. Like they, they, they find guns and they're like, ah, oh, this feels right. There's there's a part in in Four where you you eavesdrop on two of them talking, and one of them's like, the spoils have been have been poor here, brother. Shall we go south for spoils or for sport? 
And then the other one goes, let us go for both. <laughs> and I'm like, what am I doing? What, yeah. what are these things I'm fighting? Who gives a shit? Like, these are bad, bad antagonists. Yeah. And they were so cool in the first one. And, like, the difference being is that, like, in the first one, they were the antagonist. And you find out there's something cool to them. Mm-hmm. In the second, they were there, but they weren't the big, they weren't the highlight. Yeah, the Enclave was the antagonist. And they were cool and had a cool plot behind them. Here, it's, like, just this kind of, uh, you know clusterfuck of all the things mm-hmm. um none of which have the kind of depth that they had in the previous iterations no, like chaotic evil isn't interesting no it's not and that's that's what we that's what we have here it's just yeah. like chaotic idiots like chaotic low intelligent chaotic evil mm-hmm. and and it's just like and here like you're supposed to feel the sense of like our interest when you get to the monster factory where they're making them and like when you find the tables with the half mutated people and stuff like i'm i'm pretty into that yep um, and the idea that like they did accidentally make one that was intelligent because that's in the canon and that should happen. Mm-hmm. Like I'm into that too, but like it just it doesn't excuse the hundreds of them you mow down that are just fucking morons. No, no, and like the the idea that in Fallout One they were pools, whereas here they are just a couple of rooms with failed experiment experiments and maybe one that succeeded. <laughs> Yeah, it yeah, just yeah. it just it doesn't it doesn't read and like I saw it when um, in my first playthrough without like knowledge of Fallout One and what the pools were. I was like, okay, FEV, all right, whatever. Like this is incon- inconsequential. No, this is hugely consequential, and they should have treated it like better than they did. Yeah, it's not it's not cool or important here. No, like it's not it's it's just magic space goo. The same yeah. way the Gek is just a magic space briefcase. Yeah. Like and but boy, both of those are going to run, <laughs> just be a thing here. Yep. Uh, so like, doesn't like Fox feel like a little bit of like a self-insert character? A little he's, bit. Like, he's the only like mandatory character, and I think somebody was very proud of this character. Yeah. Like oh, like what if it was like this thing that you were killing all the time, but now it was unimpeachably good, and also it had the strongest weapon. Yeah. It, it, yeah. And is it, 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 more or less invincible and like is yeah it is it's not that shocking but you run into fox yeah and the uh fox is like hey if you want i know where the geck is <laughs> if you want so first of all intelligent uh intelligent super mutants don't talk like that no like marcus just it's michael doran yep. like intelligent super mutants have kind of gravelly but regular voices not idiot voices <laughs> like this like i hate fox's voice acting <laughs> me think you are Engaging yeah. in Hegelian dialectic. Ah, boy, do I hate it! Like, <laughs> I just like the like. Ask me how quick I murdered Fox after. How did she serve her purpose? Is, is it a he or she? I, I wrote her down as a she because I thought it was a she, but I don't know which one Fox is supposed to be. That, that's one of the things they talk about in the logs here is how like uh, super mutantizing kind of degenders. Yes, yeah, people, yeah, um, or de de sexes or or what have you. Um, yeah, so I don't know which one Fox is, but regardless of which, I I killed it for for its hammer <laughs> um, because I couldn't handle listening to her talk anymore. Nope. Um, yeah. But yeah, so there's this radiation filled chamber. Um, you can actually do this without Fox. It's really hard. And you need a lot of drugs. Yeah, you have to you have to use uh, uh, your gear and such. But yeah, um, but you can you can get through here. Uh, and uh, but the, the correct way is Fox does it for you. And then after you get the Garden of Eden, Garden of Eden creation kit. And um, this is where you can activate it and uh, yes. create a jungle around you. Yes, uh, it says pick it up or activate it. And if you activate it, a magical jungle springs to life yep. in a misguided choice. <laughs> um, so you make your way out and then like a, a magic 
grenade that they never use again um, instantly knocks you out and takes you to the Enclave's base. Yes. We're like, one, I think this sequence is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Like, I like this chapter a lot. Um, this is the real climax of the game for me because the rest of it is more or less a cutscene mm-hmm. uh, in one of the most like ludically unsatisfying finales to a video game I can think of. <laughs> This uh, this feels like the end of Fallout 2, and yeah. going back through it after playing Fallout 2, uh, this really felt more satisfying to me than it was before mm-hmm. because this is like th- they're like the vault. Yeah, they are as sealed away as you were at the beginning of the game, but they have thrived so much more because they have access to kind of the the, the infrastructure that you didn't. Yeah, and there, there's kind of this interesting kind of conflict. Like there's internal conflict here. So it's not like a monolithic evil presence. It's one kind of evil versus another kind of evil. Um, you know, with, with, with Colonel Autumn, who just... What does Colonel Autumn want? Um, just uh, well, to take, he wants he, to control the water. He, yes, he, he wants to control it. He has more, more human, less ideologically pure versions of it, which makes him a little bit easier to empathize with. Yeah. And then President Eden, who is like, hey, let's have a talk. And this this is a good moment in this game where it's like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, this person who I was set up as the big bad. Um, when you first played this, did you figure out this twist? Oh, no, I didn't. This was okay. amazing. Yeah, me, me either. Um, like, I, I, sp- I spotted really him as, uh, as Malcolm McDowell. Yeah. <laughs> because he can't do a, can't do a he, Southern accent for shit. But... <laughs> well, it's, it's really charming, though. Oh, it's like, great, his, yeah. His, yeah, it's, it's really charismatic. Like, he's the best <laughs> voice actor in the game by by quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, Because it's not like an accurate Southern accent, but it's very like... Well, it does make sense for him to be an accurate Southern accent because he's an amalgam, a bunch of yeah. which would have had British affectations. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's really it's it's really charismatic. Like I listen, like listening to President Eden. Yeah. Um, so as you're walking there and you think they're going to introduce a quiet non-combat section <laughs> of the game, the game doesn't have the confidence to allow that no. without turning everything into a corridor dungeon. So... The uh, Colonel Autumn commands everyone to not obey the president's orders, which somehow works. And now everyone shoots on sight. Yes. So this becomes a uh, a battle against a bunch of people in power armor. Yes. Um, which allows you to get some cool weapons and armor. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. If, if you want. No, like if you uh, have been hesitant about uh, uh, specializing in energy weapons up till this point, now is the time to do it. Oh, dear yeah. God. Now is the time to do it. Yeah. The energy weapons here. And then also with uh, Mothership Zeta, which we'll talk about. But like the, you can get... Energy weapons that will, will do serve you well for the entire game. Mm-hmm. Um, you run into Anna Holt, who's from Project Purity, the, the snarky assistant. Mm-hmm. And it turns out she turned on Project Purity because uh, the technology here still yep. wants to do the right thing, but that's it. <laughs> There's no resolution to this. Yeah, which she like she would be like, oh, send you west, like Brotherhood, come on. But yeah. no, no, now you are a turncoat, and there is no room for gray here, so you must be killed. Yep. Um, Nathan is here as well, yep. so he got captured for irony's sake. <laughs> um, that's really it. There's no reason for them to take Nathan. No, nope, because he's just a he's just a dude. It's just to, to make you think that the brother or the enclave are evil. Yeah, um, yeah. But you head to the you head to the control room because Eden invites you there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you you pass everybody, and you think that this is just a security computer keeping you away from the man proper. But no, no, Gary, what is it? Um, it's he's actually he's a computer. Yep. Um, you get to get to Eden, and he's an AI um, who believes in in you, and thinks that you have the you know the ability to do what he actually wants 
people to do, yeah. which is to use Project Purity to actually cleanse the wasteland of mutations <laughs> by putting a modified magic, you know, FEV virus into the, into the water. Right, which would kill everybody you think is a regular human because they've been exposed to uh to uh mutation this whole way around uh yes. you know so basically it'd be everybody from vault 101 and you unless you have you know done all the quests which have mutated you <laughs> you know let's yes. not let that you know let's not look into that too you know too hard but like looking at this in the context of the series as a whole president eden and and his plan feels like the most fallout thing about this main quest do you know why it feels really Fallouty? <laughs> because it it's was the same plan from Fallout Two. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like a couple of things that have happened that are good in Fallout Three, where I realized, oh, this is the same thing that happened in an earlier, better game. Like, uh -huh. There are a few side quests, which I'll, we'll talk about in the side quest episode. Is the exact same thing as like the Modoc side quest. Yep, more or less with a weird vampire twist, but like the idea, like the way that resolves and I and love how Blood up. Ties, man. Blood Ties is so good. Blood yeah. ties, like blood ties, is is pretty interesting. Even though there's a weird, like we'll we'll talk about it. Like, yeah. Um. But the uh, it's like it feels Fallouty because it's already from another Fallout. Yep. Like, and it's it's still good, right? And the AI part of it is new, you know. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, and and the fact that you can talk your way past the end boss, like this is the nod towards that, you know. And mm -hmm. you can actually talk your way past both end bosses. Like, you can talk your way way past Autumn a little bit later. <laughs> Um, which, which, which doesn't make any sense because he's supposed to be like, a zealot, why can you convince him? Right? Yeah, he's yeah. a zealot and he's, he's just trying to kill you every step of the way. So, mm -hmm. it, but this one, it makes sense because it's an AI and you're actually, it's similar to how you talk your way past the master in the first one, um, either by like, just kind of, you can kind of accept, uh, accept to do it or accept to, to do his plan or just say, you'll think about it and he'll let you go. Um, you can, uh, just kind of do a speech check to convince him that, you know, that's a bad idea. Which seems like you shouldn't be able to do that. Yeah. He's a computer and he has that perfect logic. Or if you're good at science, you can actually send him into like a logic loop. Which is the more satisfying way to do it, right? Totally. Like, I love that because it is the conclusion of the way they want you to play this game, which as, which is as your father's, you know. Like science boy. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, science boy, right? Like, you're following in his footsteps. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> to, um do, regardless of which one you do it causes a self-destruct yes so it's, it's it happens whether you know he causes it like he will cause it some way and more or less to kind of help you like he's like you might do this thing that, like he always thinks that you're going to it's either you do the logic loop and that causes him to self-destruct because that's the the way out or he says like hey i want you to have a chance of succeeding in this plan i'm going to kill all these enclave soldiers yeah you know for you yeah and which so you they're, they're, they're trying to stop you now right yes yeah, yeah. so you have to you have to get out um you make it out and uh, you get out there, Fox, you know, is gunning people down with a laser Gatling gun, because whenever Fox isn't around, people should be asking, where's Fox? <laughs> where's Fox? Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's, he's Fox Kelso. The, <laughs> like... Yeah, so so now you're it's like and now all of a sudden there's a sense of urgency for some reason. Oh, for sure, because the Enclave is trying to use Project Purity to save the wasteland, but they're gonna have control of it. So you have to stop yeah, them before be they bad. No, because they're gonna purify the water anyway. Like if they were trying to destroy it and maintain control of privation, then okay, yeah. but they're still trying to 
purify the water. So like, yeah, let everyone's them do trying it. to purify the water except for except for Eden, yeah, and and me since I'm I'm a shithead in this game. Oh wow, yeah. Uh, so you did that. I forgot. Oh about yeah. That. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it makes the uh, it makes the post game uh, broken steel real weird. Uh, by which I mean, which, by which I mean, it barely affects it at all. <laughs> Um, and it, it's something they're setting up as a choice of great consequence so they can have like a moral binary at the end. Um, it has no consequence whatsoever. Yeah. Um, so, you, so you head back to the Citadel, um, you know, and uh, and Sarah Lyons is like, oh, we have to take back the purifier. And they're like, no, we should wait. Um, <laughs> but you, you decide to leave. And she, you know, you're finally a member of this cool crew, the, the Lion's Pride. <laughs> they induct you and they're like, which flavor of the armor do you want? Yep. I've been uh, waiting this entire game to be part of the Lion's Pride. It's so <sighs> cool. Um, and then they, then they introduced like one of my least favorite, like, actually, this is my least favorite thing in the Fallout universe. Oh, is, wow. I hate Liberty Prime. It's a, it's a wide universe and you're a big fan. Like, you know, you, you know a lot about the Fallout universe. So it is Liberty Prime. So I, I get like people like Liberty Prime because it, it's a giant robot that throws nuclear missiles like footballs. Right. And, and, and spouts propaganda. Spouts propaganda. One that's so unfollowed. Right. Like there's nothing to ever suggest that we had walking battle tanks. Right. You know, and two, it is like ludically insulting. Uh-huh. Like, why am I here? Uh why yeah, did I do anything? Exactly. Like it's doing all the fighting for you. You don't have to do anything. Right. Like, no, it, it like you, just, you, you, you are like fending off the ankle biters. If, if you want to, yep. or you don't, and it will just take care of it. Like you don't even have to go Like just <laughs> hang out and it will just take care of like literally everything. The only thing that stops Liberty prime is a door. It can't walk through at the end. Right. Like it, it is ridiculous and it's supposed to feel really cool, but it's really mm-hmm. disempowered. It's so disempowering. <laughs> <laughs> like so like and you get like the climaxes of fallout games because of the the previous ones because of the random number elements and the tabletop nature like they could be unsatisfying where like a bad critical hit from a minigun could tear you apart and you have to right. like reload and stuff like yeah they're not perfect but they're like they're hard <laughs> it you know? was and like it, you earn your victory in those it, it was it was the result of a mm, let's say a force that was neutral to the author Yes. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. It's 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 within the systems of the game. Yeah. It's not uh, something that came out and and feels like. I mean, I keep saying these like self insert or Mary Sue's. Like it's just somebody had this idea for Liberty Prime, and was like, oh, this feels kind of Fallout. It's about the fifties. It's, it's about robots. It, it's not <laughs> just about fifties and robots. Like it, it's. It leaned into a side of the fifties and robots that wasn't kind of present before. Like I don't associate Fallout One and Two with camp. But like, yeah, totally. W- w- when I played Fallout Three, kind of divorced from any of the notions of like one or two of the or the universe as a whole, like you know, I didn't uh, like I I just kind of like appreciated the camp of this. Like, oh, it's sprouting. Like, we will retake Anchorage. Like, it's this outdated force of like really blind muscle, right? Yeah. Like, and that's fine to me. But like now, knowing like, oh yes, this is. This is like an antithesis or it's an anti-pattern, but like we are led to believe in it wholeheartedly. It's, it's kind of it, like, uh, it's not even really on the same page as the rest of this game. Right. Like this game hasn't really done it kind of like you, you come here immediately after doing the cool, like president Eden scene, mm-hmm. which is, which is sci-fi in a way that is like a disempowering, like weird sci-fi as opposed to like a raw, raw kick-ass giant robot sci-fi. Yeah. And like one of them feels just intrinsically better and also closer to the spirit. 
of what we're doing. And even if it was <laughs> within the spirit of the thing, like it's just the fact that I don't have to be here for this. Right. Like never do that for a game. Like video, <laughs> like never make me superfluous to the game I'm playing. No, no. And like allow me to Monday, to Monday morning quarterback this, but like what if it got halfway there and was destroyed because the yeah. brotherhood is incompetent? Yeah, right. Well, and like all like, of a sudden you have to like fend all of this stuff off and there's a huge human cost of this final siege. Yeah. Something something very similar <laughs> to that happens in Broken Steel and it still isn't good. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it dies because they realized it was a, a win button, you know? Mm-hmm. And then uh but it's still it's still not satisfying. So like I get the like on paper, if you just presented to me without any context, either grander fallout context or just fallout three context, the idea of Liberty Prime, I would be on board. Mm-hmm. But the in a video game and in like a Fallout game, I think it's super stupid. Yeah. Also, like this entire time they haven't used it is just because they felt like it wasn't ready. Mm-hmm. And then they use it. It's this amazing success. Like how many lives <laughs> have been lost for you just not using your win button before this? It's like let this like stomp around the wasteland like, oh, boy, yeah. paradise falls. Boom, boom, Yeah, boom. totally. Like there's there's literally nothing it can't do. It's invincible. And it just ends up being like, it's really unsatisfying to me, yeah. which is why I use set scale to make it really small. And then at least it's really short. Um, and it's like, they just, it's like they have a little tiny nuclear toy that they set up and that's, yeah. that's pretty fun. But boy, do I hate Liberty Prime. Yeah. Um, like, the, the, when it comes out of the ground, it's supposed to like, it really wants you to feel like oh, I'm, I'm doing something really awesome with all my bros. And oh, like, shit's I, about to get real. Yeah. I, I never felt that way about this even when i when i was young i remember being like oh that's it like that's really easy young um, by like by which you mean seven years ago yeah when i, when I was yeah, when, yeah. Um, when, when i was when i was yes, I when you, just, just just a scant 28 years old yeah when i was when i was 28 i i, I remember being like <laughs> i don't need to be here for this and that's that's the worst feeling you can instill oh, a player in a video game like you don't need me just oh, just have fun with your toy banging oh, your action figures not- together on your own bethesda all he does is break down the shield that popped up around the Jefferson Memorial, which popped up right after the, you know, Waters of Life or whatever quest. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> and it's like the, the shields are pretty weak anyway. Like, it's not like it's not a 3D map in which you could, like, go under or around those shields logically. Yeah. I don't think the game lets you, but it's a real contrivance that it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Just like, um, okay, this is off limits to you. Okay. All right. Yeah, it's it's really frustrating. And and yeah. if the other thing too, the last little bit about Liberty Prime is if you try to help out Liberty Prime, like and get up and get in the shit, what's going to happen is you're going to get hit by its explosions and just break your legs. Like I oh, broke yeah. my leg like ten times on my way to try to like do some of the fighting mm-hmm. on my way here. And as a melee character, like I wasn't shooting, mm-hmm. so I have to get up get up close. And it just didn't like it did the thing where it's not really accounting for different play styles that it claims to offer. No, no. Like and and that's a that's a vampire Deus Ex totally. revolution yeah. style thing, right? Yeah, and that's and that's a bummer. Yeah, um, but it doesn't. It's not like it gets better after he leaves. Like this no. is not a good climax. <laughs> no, all he does is break through the uh, <laughs> break through the shield uh, and yep. lets you get into this place you've been before. It's not like you go back into a deeper level of Vault One Hundred One, right? Yeah. Like oh, you know, it's full circle, right? It's it's, yeah. it's not even as satisfying as that, where they would let you kind of leverage that familiarity. No, no, yep. you just go back to the rotunda, and here's Colonel Autumn. Yep, and and he's there, and he's pointing a gun at you, and you can either fight him or talk him down for some reason. <laughs> um, again, there's not a good reason for that. Yeah, I just talk him down saying, yeah, you know what? Like, everybody's gone. Your base is destroyed. Like, you're just the last vestige of this impotent force. Like, you might as well let me take control of this. Yep. 
and he just walks away. And Sarah's like, uh, I don't know why you let him walk away, but I respect your choice. Cause, cause you're the vault dweller and we love everything about you. <laughs> um, so, and then you go in and this is supposed to be the big, the big heroic sacrifice of the game um is that uh, but it's as dumb as possible because earlier fox when you got fox in your party you sent him slash her into that irradiated place in your place yes but here and and you have like before you have the dlc installed mm-hmm. you can't do that again no no i forget the reason uh he slash c gives but he it is awful he says something like um like there are some roads someone people must walk down on their own like this is my life dog like that that literally means i will why are you condemning me to death if you are a good character like you wouldn't join me because i mean this character you wouldn't join butcher pete in his cannibalistic adventures because (laughs) i'm a bad guy and you're just gonna let me die rather than take three steps yeah and like push a button and then you have you can have a robot companion you can have a ghoul companion um you know you can have all kinds of people with you that could do this without dying and this has been like essentially you know, if you play the game now, you're likely to get, not have this problem because you probably have broken steel. Like you probably yeah, have a yeah. addition. But out of the box, this people were furious about this. Yeah. With good reason. It's so contrived and dumb. Yeah. That you have like, to make the sacrifice. Like, like you cannot make a contrivance for gravitas. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like any ounce, any milliliter of any part per million of contrivance per gravitas just completely undermines the whole thing it's a shortcut for me caring about any of these people right or like any, this is... or even my own character like if caring about anything like yeah like let me die like if there's no more of this for me to do then let me see credits yeah you know right? and like, just it's it's <sighs> It's this a pretty is, bad uh, climax. Like, is a bad ending. This, what's is the, a, this is a really bad ending to this what, game. What, what the fuck's his name? I forget his name. Uh, from uh, from from the vault. Uh, fuck your your dad's friend Jonas. This is Jonas yeah. Red Large. Yeah, it's a whole world of Jonases. And it's weird because, like, by the time you've done this, you've had fifty hours to earn this, and yeah. you didn't. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's that's really what you know. And it's it's again. This is. For people who, when I was when I talk about how I like this game and I've complained about the main plot this entire episode, like again, yeah. Bethesda main plots, like it's never going to be the strength. And no, no. There's going to be more sugar talking during the next ep- two episodes. Oh, for, for sure. sure. Yeah. But this is atrocious, and like anybody who's going to bat for this, I don't know, I don't know what what your like to stand on is, because like I just I didn't care enough to do any of this stuff, and like even when you can you can send in somebody, mm-hmm. or when you survive, like. It's unsatisfying. Like, yeah. I was a shithead. I got here. I had no companions with me because they'd all died. Um, <laughs> so I sent in Sarah Lyons. Yeah. Uh, which you can just do, and she's going to die. <laughs> and, and you're just kind of like, I'm not going to do it. No, and you're the like, hero. You serious? Fuck. Like, yeah. she, exactly. She's like, are you serious? Everyone's going to die. I'm like, yeah, I'm not doing it. And she's like, fine. I guess I'll do it, asshole. <laughs> and then, like, she does it. And that was kind of funny, but like, still not narratively satisfying. Like, oh, still no. Like, feel like a a good ending to this thing like even the fact that there has to be this like oh there's too much radiation like this entire there's so many systems in this world built up to combat radiation (laughs) and you can walk around in there for five or six minutes yeah like when you walk in that like there's a corpse there that has a whole bunch of radix and radaway so you can buy the time to remember the code which they've been drilling into your head the whole time 
Yep. Right. But not enough to like unlock the door or break the window or have Liberty <laughs> Prime smash open the roof or like right. and, any number of things. And again, the moment that they set up in the main quest where Fox goes and does it, when yeah. you say, hey, Fox, can you go do this? She says, oh, right. It yeah. makes perfect sense. Only yeah. an idiot would say that I can't go in here. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's what changes it to be like insulting. Yeah. You know, like and I, I hate calling it like something like a video game insulting. Like that doesn't, you know, whenever something this is insulting my intelligence, like that always feels a little bit like an egotistical thing to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, because you you assume you have intelligence to insult, which yeah. is a weird position to take. Yeah, but it it, it is, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. <sighs> so the way that Bethesda wanted you to finish the main version of Fallout Three before Broken Steel came out, before anything, was you sacrificed yourself. You have no option to. Um, <laughs> but you go in and all of a sudden the DC capital wasteland has, you know, fresh water in this river basin. And this is the wellspring from which a brighter future can flow. Yes. Which like, again, if I, I'm going to give something like that is, if you wanted to make a follow game, like a big grandiose non-personal quest, uh -huh. like, like water is a fine angle to take. Yep. Like, it's like, that's fine. Um, people need to drink water. Yeah, but that's a fine enough goal for the modern day. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like this is this piece of nonfiction that we're, <laughs> we're, we're playing for the future. Um, mm -hmm. You know, like where eventually we'll have to, you know, it'll be the same thing except with a desalination. Um, yeah, but it's it's that's what they want. It is a big epic kind of by the numbers kind of quest thing that yeah. I have ton like infinite problems with that we we already talked about. But I think that the the main quest of this is is by far the we i mean i think this is the weakest game in the series i think it's the the weakest main quest in the series by 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 so 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 much yeah bums me out yeah no i agree bums me out. like it is there's <laughs> gonna be cool stuff we're gonna talk about in the next two episodes but the main quest is not it no no uh, definitely not and like you know even I, with even with the bright points like even tranquility lane even with president eden um yeah. it just doesn't it's not enough no <laughs> Let's go sunning, it's so good for you. Let's go sunning, neath the sky of blue. Greet the sun every morn. Feel as free and happy as the day you were born. Let's go native. Yeah, so I want to uh, hold off and making final judgments about this game. Like, what it leads you to is not good. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we should. Which, I mean, if we're going to talk about on the balance, we should definitely talk about. Yeah, you know, because because everything. like what it, what it encourages you to do is you know break off of this and find really interesting stuff and make your make your own path on the sides, which uh, oh, which I think is great. We we talked about this during Morrowind, but like imagining a Bethesda that had the courage to make a game where that like I mean kind of courage makes it sound really you know again prescriptive, but imagining a Bethesda that made a game where it's like that's the entirely the point and they focused all of their resources on that uh-huh like what would a fallout 3 or fallout 4 or fallout 5 look like if it was literally just like a big sandbox thing with a bunch of different like interesting settlements and interesting side quests and places to explore and that was it i mean it would you know, look like, like new vegas with budget i mean yeah but new vegas has a <laughs> has a you know a quest to go through like yeah. and new vegas is actually the quest i like the quest in new vegas yeah um but like i just wonder if like what that would if people could be satisfied without having like an end credits. Yeah. You know, like you could, like you just didn't have, you know, this thing that is always the weakest part of these games mm -hmm. and they never work. Like they never work. Like I like the main quest in new Vegas, but it's not the coolest part of new Vegas. Oh no, for sure. You know, like it's, it's 
it's still better than it's still a far sight better than this and better than Skyrim and the like. Yeah. But it's not uh it's not the greatest thing about that game. Like, what would that look like? What would it look no. like if you're just like plopped in a world and was like, hey, make your fortune? Yeah. Like, so I will say this as a relative newbie to Bethesda games and a complete newbie to uh Fallout, you know, two thousand eight mm-hmm. me. Uh he yeah. was, you know, just ending college and very focused on apocalyptic ideas like this was a good you know introduction to these ideas oh yeah yeah, yeah. this was this was um like I, I had played you know fallout one and two but i was still hungry for post-apocalyptic games it was before they kind of became a glut mm-hmm. like they are and like me and my friend this was right when i started podcasting like i did um the dino cast back then yeah and me and my friends the same way that you and i started bonfire side chat from like having off mic time talking about dark souls me and my friends had off mic time talking about fallout three yeah. and it, in a different world i would have started a Fallout Three <laughs> podcast if i if the idea didn't seem ludicrous yeah because i mean i was so goddamn jazzed about this but never were we just like man waters of life holy shit <laughs> you know it was all just like man did you find this the dungeon building like go to the dungeon building it's it's like in the southwest like you gotta find it though you know and like man did you find harold it's crazy harold's in this game like that's what it was and and it, it does that part really well mm-hmm. like that stuff is so cool and like but the the main quest like it never yeah it's just it's it's really hard when we're taking the approach that we take to say like to to say that a game succeeds on the margins yeah and almost and 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 almost not at all on in the the main yeah. You know, it's it's more to me, it's not just that it succeeds on the margins, because we've played games before that succeed on the margins mm-hmm. uh, before, but a game that is this big of a failure in the central <laughs> core and that big of a success on the margins. Yeah. I've never played a game that was so uh, seriously, like, in a centrifuge yeah. than, than this is. Um, and I've just, I've never heard anyone say good things about the main quest. Yeah. And this, I'm like, I'd be curious if, if you're listening to this and again, like, don't be offended on behalf of video games. Yep. <laughs> but the, uh, if, if you have good things to say about the main quest of Fallout 3 and can articulate, you know, not just like, I loved it, but like, if you want to tell me what you loved about it, I'd be curious to hear it. Well, and um, you have time, right? No, totally. Yeah. <laughs> because, because we're still taking responses for the, yeah. uh, for the extra. So as soon as you listen to this, write in and let us know because. Yeah. What, what, what's good about this? <laughs> like, what, what were they, what were they thinking? You have with, like with one week to write in. Yeah. And uh, and I'd just be curious if if my experience bears out, yeah. like if other people uh, had the same experience or not. Yeah, I don't know. But I mean, again, <laughs> if, you know, blue sky, you know, gray skies are going to clear up. Next episode, <laughs> we're talking about side quests, which is stronger content. Yep. Um, and then after that, we're talking about the DLCs, which is stronger, and we'll talk about miscellaneous locations and the like. Yeah. During that, which is stronger. Mm-hmm. Like we're we're getting stronger. Oh, for sure. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> the, the the next episodes are going to focus on the margins mostly. So. Yeah. So yeah. next episode is about side quest and miscellaneous. Other ones DLC. You still have plenty of time to write in, as we mentioned. Yep. Um, if you uh, you know if you like this show, if you if you like hearing <laughs> me like compla- you know us complain about like probably one of your favorite games, um, then and, and you want to support us financially for doing so. Yeah. Um, you can head on over to patreon.com forward yeah. slash duckfeedtv. Mm-hmm. Um, what else can they do? Cool. Uh, well, uh, so I'm going to give us our rundown because there's a there's a way there <laughs> there's a main idea in here. Uh, we've got the uh, we've got the uh, Mega Man Legends episode coming up after this. Oh yeah. Um, yes. Uh, after Mega Man Legends, we are uh, talking about Sanitarium. Mm-hmm. Yes, we haven't announced that before, but that is a uh, that is a game that I have been wanting to play, and Gary has been talking about for a while. So I'm super excited about that. 
I'm excited to have you play it. Yeah. Um, and then after Sanitarium, uh, we have a poll. This is our winter poll. We're doing an action adventure poll where we are asking you, our Patreon backers, to vote uh, which game we should play. Bastion, Enslaved, Journey to the West, God of War, or Legacy of Cain, Soul Reaver. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So which which shall it be? Yes, which shall um, it be? Yeah. So um, hit us up. And you can only vote for those if you are a patron, mm-hmm. as I mentioned before. So that is the benefit you get for as little as a dollar a month. Um, $2 a month gives you access to our Slack channel, et cetera. Yeah. Um, it, is a, it is a good bargain. Um, yeah. yeah. So... Um, yeah. yeah, I don't. I, I think it's about it. We've been recording for a very long time. Yes, we have. Um, and Cole um, has to keep recording, so we're gonna. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. not gonna say cut this short. We're just gonna cut it off. No, no, we're gonna um, cut it off. Thank you, Gary, for being understanding about that. But, oh, um, no, but no yeah, problem. thank you for thank you for moving. <laughs> Cole moved his recording because I was super sick yesterday. So yeah, no, I appreciate uh, that. Everything is cool, and we are uh, just gonna continue this follow three journey. Um, yes. <laughs> so um thank you everybody so much for listening this is coming out uh, right before new year's eve um uh let's make 2016 great you have made 20 uh, 2015 awesome um mm-hmm. which uh is is uh oh man just so much so much better than i could have ever asked for mm-hmm. really appreciate it yeah and uh and i hope wish everybody a, a wonderful 2016 and they're non-duck feed related pursuits i know right yeah yeah come on good things for everybody yeah so until next time yeah. Watch out uh, for it. nuclear fire. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Watch out for shish kebabs. <laughs>